0: Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code PS at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. You should. What's up, everybody? Welcome to P.S. I Love You XOXO episode 21. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today, Colin Moriarty. But we have somebody else here. We do. For the first time ever, an hey. in-person guest who's going to be here the whole show with us. Holy moly. It's none other... Than giant bombs, Dan Riker, Commissioner. They, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, now yeah. we're now we're now we're doing the wrestling thing yeah. again. Okay. Oh no, no, dirty I, 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 Dan Riker here. No, 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 no. <laughs> i I recognize <laughs> you as the commissioner. Yes, I going to give you the course. respect that you deserve. I'm, here, I'm wearing so. a full shirt now, so it's different than our normal. Right,
1: right. Wrestling. Your neck's gotten better. It has. That's yes, good, yes, yes, that's, that's good. That's good. How did
2: that go with the video you made and all this? It was
0: great. I really heard a lot of feelings of people who live in Texas for San Antonio when I insulted them over. Wait, did you just
1: do a promo like making fun of people in Texas without being in Texas? Yeah,
0: the whole thing of like how I I cut them. I cut the promo. and It's up on my Facebook page, facebook. Slash game over Draghi. And yeah, it was just basically the entire thing. It was mocking the fact that no one came. Damn, I, I, I talked about Alex. I talked about uh, Jeff. And then I'm, uh, the last one was Pope. I'm like, the
1: announcers oh, yeah. wouldn't <laughs> even
0: come to their own show. Trites
1: <laughs> is there, right? Trice yeah, is yeah, there. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, good.
0: Somehow Dave Lang weaseled back into it. I don't know. Is
1: that even remotely associated with harmonics anymore? <laughs> no, <laughs> like no, the no, announcers no. It's were totally, harmonics. It's, it's totally <laughs> so now it's just, just Trites
0: like, and Pope doing yeah. this wrestling. Just thing. doing this thing. They sure, think. Whatever. Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dan, if somebody doesn't know about you, Give, give us, what's the elevator pitch for Dan Riker? I uh, work at Giant Bomb,
1: Giant Bomb.com. Mm-hmm. It's a website about video games. Show, yeah, show, show your, show you your shirt. It's a you can nice get shirt. that
0: at Giant slash store, I assume?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I don't have this color, actually. I think the red one's available. But okay. uh, yeah, we do the Giant Bomb cast every week. Uh, you can find that on iTunes. Uh, we just kind of bullshit about a lot of things, mostly video games, mostly. Yeah, I'd that say. sounds like this show. You're going to fit right in. There's, There's a lot <laughs> of other stuff we talk about. But yeah, uh, yeah we do a bunch of website uh, content, videos, things like that, live shows. So. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff there. That's that's the primary thing. What did you eat for dinner last night? I think last night was the box of white cheddar uh, Cheez-It grooves. For, uh, okay. And, and that's why my tongue hurts right now. Sure, sure. I It really does feel like a warhead situation where I had a bunch of those. I think it's the sodium. Does that make sense? Does that happen if I eat a whole box of Cheez-Its? I don't know. This, this doesn't... That didn't bite my compute. tongue? It, no, I had you acidic? I mean,
0: you eat a lot of food, right? And then, you know, your tongue gets all raw and, like, gross and... Like, you eat a lot of food and your tongue gets long. You know, like and like gross. when you see, like when you used to eat Doritos 3Ds. Y- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I know. No, or right the
1: uh, the Cheetos that are shaped like uh, Chester Cheetos' yep, paw. The paws. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Even Captain Crunch to an extent, a similar right. thing, you right? Don't Where cut it's up like, the yeah, of your exactly. Mouth. But that's what we're talking about, right? Like, yeah, internal m- damage caused by food you overate.
1: Yeah. Today I've only had potato chips and a full pint of Ben and Jerry's half baked. So see, well, that's go. what I love
0: about you is like you know what I mean. Like I we used to this is interesting too because you used to give Jim Riley so much shit back in the day about how he ate. We both it, worked with him. And the, yeah I know. Yes. And then I remember when he went to Game Informer
1: and he uh-huh. would tell me about you. I was like, wait, so this guy eats just like you? No, he's way dumber than I am about food. Okay, we would take him to these like amazing. Like he loves cheeseburgers, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So he that's his the, thing. With cheeseburgers, McDonald's. He loves cheeseburgers yeah, plain. And that I get cheeseburgers plain too, meat and cheese. Or I used to. New Dan tries everything. Okay. But we <laughs> took like him new to... New Day Dan. Uh, yeah. The thing in Minnesota is the Juicy Lucy. Right. That's the Minnesota right. staple is it's a uh, burger. It's a cheeseburger, but the cheese is baked, or baked, I don't know what you call it, fried, whatever, however the fuck you make a cheeseburger. It's just the put cheese into is the inside burger. the meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you bite it and it's like all this molten lava cheese coming nice. out. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So we take Jim Riley there because he just started working there and it's like, you love cheeseburgers, you're going to love this. Yep. And he looks at it and he, he hears what the Juicy Lucy is and he's like... No, I'll just take a, a standard uh, cheeseburger, just a uh, cheese on top of the burger. This is the fucking worst. And it's like, Jim, it's the exact same ingredients. Just fucking get the juicy loose. He's like, no, I just, I just want a, a plain cheeseburger, cheese on top of the burger. I just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I get along with Jim Riley just fine. Oh, he, is li- a, yeah. he is a total weirdo. Yeah. Uh, more so than me, I'd say, with food. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's much quieter about it. That, that was. The, did you hear about yeah. it?
0: Have you talked to him since he started the new gig? Uh, we've texted a few times. The new times, gig but... does like catered lunch or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Fancy, nice catered lunch. And they noticed that he kept leaving. And then finally, they're like, are you going to McDonald's every day and not mm-hmm. eating the catered like amazing lunch? He's like, yeah. That
1: yeah. happened to me all the time when we were doing like Game Informer cover stories. We would go out to the game studio or whatever and be yeah. there for a few days, you know, researching the game and everything. And they would always cater in these lunches and stuff. And I would always have to like disappear and just eat a bunch of chips from the vending machine because it would have mayonnaise or tomato on the sandwich or whatever. <laughs> so PR eventually got to the point <laughs> where it's like, oh, wait, he's the weird food guy. We got to yeah, ask yeah. him what dumb yeah, stuff well, he can weird eat. In cuisine, turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. microwaveable meal in here. SpaghettiOs. I think that was
2: another thing that uh oh. that Jim liked. Yeah, was spaghettiOs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. As long as your hair has never turned a different color, like Jim's from malnutrition I think
2: you're all right. What? We yeah, he had one the...
0: thing where it all went orange, and we are like, "Uh, dude, you're gonna <laughs> die." Yeah,
2: either that or he went to Chernobyl. We don't really know <laughs> what happened. I can't. I'm. I don't like sitting in these chairs. They're they're too, they're too comfortable. Uh,
1: yeah, like. I sank down like two feet you're as soon as I sat that. in this. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, are these new? <laughs> no, no, no. These are just the kitchen. These are just. Okay. The kitchen. Are you guys not we used to, usually, to it yet? No. So I guess that's actually something interesting we should have brought up. If you're watching this on Tuesday at 9 a.m. when we post every PS, I love you, XOXO on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the world, even though you wouldn't see the video there, uh, we're in the we're in the dining room, we're in the living room area of the house because this is being filmed live and broadcasted live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games right now. It's part of our final fund fundraising uh, live stream to get. Everything going for kind of funny the animated series, which right before we went live, you guys crossed the $75,000 mark on patreon.com slash kind of funny, which is the total we needed to hit to do a full season. So thank you all for your support. I'm sure the number has continued to climb as Tim and Doug show Tim and Nick have a bunch of crazy stretch
2: goals. What Ra- the hell was that? You need a point Ramon a Ramon, point. <laughs> Ramon t- uh, texted me says so happy for you. Congrats and love you, man. Yeah, so he's tuning in. He's paying attention. What up, Ramon? Thank you, Ramon. For we love appreciate Ramon. you. By the, way, by the way, by the way, on a very serious note, our very you know our very very best goes out to Ramon. His his stepmother recently died of of uh, MS. And, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah. When did that happen? Just a few days ago.
0: When are you giving me these kind of informations? I, don't I tweet. I was tweeting my bullshit the other day. I would have said something. So you know My very remember. best goes out to. to you, we love you, quote, Ramon. I
2: talked to him on the phone about it. Just very very sad situation. Yeah, so. Ramon's a good dude. So you know, keep him in your thoughts, please. Uh, all right. We talk, we've been talking not about games. Neil Gaps going to flip the fuck out. No, it's just the vocal minority. You know, we can't, no time to talk about anything but PlayStation. You tune into the PlayStation podcast. You, Dan, you only want people were mad because okay. two episodes ago, three episodes ago, actually. Well, the
0: entire run of the show. So like yeah. s- the seventeen since episodes did, since we did
2: three hundred eighty episodes of podcast beyond that. Uh, we didn't. We don't get into the news quickly enough. It took, okay. We took about twenty minutes because we got home on a Sunday night and we were like we're really hungry and we were ordering like wings on the internet during the show. Yeah, and 95% of our people, maybe even more, Yeah, more than they for like. Sure. some complaints about it. So the next week I intentionally went even longer not talking about anything. We talked about planes for a long time. Airplanes okay. and also traveling and all that kind of stuff for maybe 20 minutes. And but then last week I said there's literally no time for even introductions. We got to get right into the news. Yeah. Okay. And there were some funny there were some funny uh comments on NeoGAF. One of them was like, uh, they showed a lot of humility doing that. And I'm like is that what you would call that? <laughs> you know, I don't know. But we, I, I, we fear that they, I fear that they might be a little mad
0: at us again. No, but. they're not mad about it. They were great. Last night we announced the Final Fantasy thing. And I,
1: do you see this? You're There's doing this, a, you're hosting an event in LA. Correct? Tim and I are hosting yeah, this yeah.
0: Uh, Final Fantasy Uncovered event in March in LA. You can get, uh, you can go over to FinalFantasy.com slash Uncovered and uh, learn how you can get tickets to come hang out with it. And yeah, like when Square approached us and we like, we'd love for you guys to host this thing. My response was like, I, I, I totally get Tim. Tim loves Final Fantasy, okay. but I'm, and I'm, I respect Final Fantasy. They just right, never clicked right. for me, right? And so I was like, it just doesn't click for me. People are going to be, you know, angry. Yeah. And they're like, no, they won't. And I'm like, yeah, they will. And they're, and they're like, well, it actually works for us because the whole point of the game for 15 is that we think it appeals to Tim, the hardcore fan, and we think it appeals to you, the new guy. Okay. And I was like, that's true. Like, every, the, every time they've talked about the demo they played or what they've seen in the trailer, I'm like, all oh, right, this seems interesting. It seems like they're trying to get more of, like, what I like out of video games.
1: So the one with the car? yep okay i love driving i love <laughs> I don't really dri- follow I love a of fantasy stuff. yeah
0: exactly and but i mean, the car one okay. and, but i respect the fact that they're aware that there's a big segment of the audience they don't get you know what i mean and so like they were like yeah let's do that and i was like okay cool so last night the announcement went live and i had my reddit open i had my gaff open oh, okay. and immediately jumped in and like this is how and everybody on gaff as usual because GAF's a bunch of great people <laughs> to me i think we're amazing or all like great greg no problem there are a lot of great people yeah no there
2: are a lot of great people it's like but there are it's there that we have some of our great supporters, yeah. And then just some of the most viciously mean and rude <laughs> people. You mean the internet? The, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, n- like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so effective at just blocking people on Twitter yeah, yeah. that annoy me yeah. for years.
1: Start that, doing that. Feels good. Oh,
2: it's awesome. Yeah, some yeah. people like I mute them. I'm like, no, I want them. Like I, I don't. So there's two ways of looking at it. Yeah. Y- your your technique, which is like they'll never know. Yeah. That I don't they they see yell, anything. They, they just mute. They're,
0: yeah. They're in the phantom yeah. zone, pounding on the but, glass, yelling and tumbling. I don't like being passive aggressive.
2: I like giving people the finger right to their face. Yeah. So like. You know, so that means that's just I've never muted a person in my life. Yeah, I'll just block you, Hmm. you know, so there's two different ways. And it's not that one is right or wrong. Sure. But yeah, on Gaff, like I've I've lurked on Gaff forever. Me too. And I like reading it. I think it's fun. There's some, you know, I like their, their, their still like their, their GIFs and their images. Still, my favorite one is the Wii U tablet looking out the window and you can see its reflection and it's like raining outside. It's like probably like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. but, and there's, we have a lot of great supporters over there. When we left IGN, we had a lot of great support over yep. there. Um, but man, some people are just vicious yeah. over there too. And just, I, don't I don't see think they come that in a lot of other places. I, I think because
0: it's because they're not going to come to they're not going to come to your Twitter to be mean to you anymore. You know what I, I mean? Like we left
2: that kind of spotlight on.
1: From what I've seen, the ratio isn't that far off from like dickheads to saying nice people on like Twitter or the rest sure. of the internet. You know, yeah, like you know certain forums, and the stuff vocal are just minority,
0: terrible, but popping up being jerks or whatever. Yeah, that's the yeah. internet. Right. It happens. Yeah. You know?
1: So this is a PlayStation centric podcast. Yeah. Right? I promised okay. you that. it yeah, is. We'll this might be trouble there. because uh, I only talk about Amiibos now. Oh, that's all I have. A
0: few. If that makes yeah, it. but I, I
1: don't do anything with them. I just put them on a shelf. I don't take do all it.
0: your Amiibo information and talk about Lego Dimensions, and you're fine. Just oh, okay. apply it to that, and you'll be fine.
1: Okay, do they have a Waluigi thing for LEGO Dimensions yet?
0: No, but you no. can just say that's Gandalf, and that's pretty much Okay, thing. okay. Okay, all right. Uh, housekeeping notes before we start the show for real. February 5th, ladies and gentlemen, that's this Friday if you're listening to this. Well, it's just the next Friday, no matter when you're listening, unless you're listening to it years from now and you find out we were awesome. Uh, we're doing the great big giveaway stream over on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We'll do Colin and Greg live, as usual, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Then at 12.30 or so, we'll start the giveaway stream. We're giving away a grand prize, thanks to our friends over at Patreon, one of you and the continental United States will be flown to San Francisco for GDC. They will get you a GDC pass. They will give you a hotel room so you can wander around GDC and see what that's like. Then February 9th, which is Tuesday. The next Tuesday, uh, we'll be doing on kind of slash store from 1130 to 1230 Pacific time t-shirt Tuesday. If you're unfamiliar with this, we put up one t-shirt on the store for one hour every month. That's exclusive. This one is the Baker's dozen t-shirt. It's one you all have been calling out for, for quite some time. So we're excited to do that. Colin. Yes. Let's begin the show for real with what is and forever will be Roper's report.
3: (laughs) Time for some singular possessive (laughs) news. There are.
2: Well, you talked about it briefly, but I'll still bring it back up you because you kind of ruined. You stole my thunder a little bit, but there's 17 items on the list. A Baker's dozen. Uh, Number one. On Wednesday, March 30th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Greg and Tim will be in LA hosting Square Enix's Final Fantasy 15 hmm. undercovered, or I'm sorry, uncovered event and stream. Free tickets to attend the big event can be garnered at FinalFantasy15.com uncovered. That's 15XV, Roman, not 1-5. The stream promises to be a big one with huge reveals for Final Fantasy 15. We've all been waiting for it. Do you, do you know the nature of any of the things you're announcing? I do.
1: Thank you, Greg.
0: If you're a fan, I would I would tune in for sure.
1: A Final Fantasy fan or a Greg Miller fan? Either. Or
2: both. both. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Is there a lot of crossover, you think?
0: Yeah, no. I think so. Because a lot of people were defending me out there and stuff. A lot of people like me as a host. A lot of people like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy's really been around like a long time. It you know, has been know it.
2: that. No, I, I do know that, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: There's 15 of them. That's that are, it. No, that's more all, than no, no more than 15. <laughs> 15 games with Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy in the title. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's really a nice naming culture just sticks right there. You know, you know where you are yeah. at any point. Now, yeah. are you
1: a role-playing game guy? Like a JRPG guy? Growing up, I was really uh JRPGs. I was not a fan mm. at all. I would watch my cousin and just like, why would you pick an attack from a menu and you have to watch? Like, I want to be able to hit a button and hit a guy with a sword. I don't yeah. want to like watch stuff happen. But I just gradually got more open-minded with that stuff, and Final Fantasy X was the one that I actually beat. Like I would play seven and nine, you know, or twelve, but I would always like stop like 20 hours in, like way too far into it. <laughs> um, but but ten was the one that I liked enough to beat. Mm. Uh, four I thought was really good when it came out on Game Boy Advance. I never played three or six. Sorry um so it's really spotty but sure yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. is the one that I can say See, that's I really what, like 10 that's the thing with me is that I've, I've been really good about picking them up and mm-hmm. starting but I never beat them you know what I, mean? yeah, I like appreciate I just, them yeah. they're fine yeah. um and yeah I'll try 15 when it comes out yeah. but you know unless it's you know significantly different I don't know if I'll go through the whole thing sure I, I I give them more of a chance now like I went back and played Chrono Trigger and love that oh, so I, nice. I, I understand it more I, I just beat Mario and Luigi Paper Jam which that was pretty cool yeah. so off and on. Have you done Persona? Uh, never done Persona. Oh, you gotta
4: do Persona, dude.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, I know. they played through the whole thing on Giant Bomb uh, before I came on, and people like it a lot, but uh, I have not tried it. All right.
2: Yep. Yeah, it sounds like you and Tim have the same taste in JRPG's hmm. bad taste. Oh! Okay. All right. I, I believe
1: it completely.
4: I'm hey, looking. Final
2: Fantasy X is, I like... my. So, I've never liked that game, and it was the first Final Fantasy game that came out in the West that I didn't beat when yeah. it came out on PS2. Also the first game I ever bought online. And, uh, like, I went back when it came on Vita and I played it again for a little while and then I just put it down. And then earlier this year, remember, I was yep. like, I have to play this game. Like, I just don't, I just can't understand why people like it. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just like, I, I, there's something here. I'm missing it. I'm missing it. It's the same way I always I felt about like Dark Souls. When we were at IGN, I took an entire week off and played Dark Souls again because I'm like, what am I missing? You know? And, and I, I realized i wasn't missing anything <laughs> did you ever find it with dark souls because i, found, I found, it with, found it i found it with bloodborne
1: okay you know i did bloodborne was the first one i beat but because i like bloodborne so much i've been going back and i've been streaming the first dark souls um and i really really like it. i, I think that like i might or like or it or more
2: it finally clicked because when Demon's souls came out we always tell the story we just totally ignored it yeah, yeah. and like didn't know it was going to be this it was thing. like a week
0: late and we're finally like oh yeah. somebody's got to review the sam bishop can do it and they turned it in and he gave it like a 9 something i'm like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what is this game
2: so, <laughs> so yeah so like in early 2015 you know since we do we're very PlayStation centric at Bloodborne came out the same with Demon Souls and Dark Souls I never played Dark Souls 2 but I'm like I'm not gonna like this game but I'm gonna give it a try I remember preview events it was a little faster a little more arcadey just like just a little bit yeah and it and I stuck with it and I stuck with it and it clicked and I played it for like 20 or 25 hours but then we went away and I never played it again uh but with 10 I went and I played it and I'm like I just what I found about the game that I didn't realize that I didn't like and why I stopped playing it after like 15 hours was the pacing sucks Hmm. At least in the beginning, like it just gets in its own way. Like, I just want to play. And there's like all these cutscenes, And and then I got to the laughing scene.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
2: (laughs) and I was like, well, I'm done. And I just took the little thing out of my Vita and put it back on the shelf. And that was it. But that's just, you know, I understand that I'm kind of in the minority. And a lot of people like that game. Do you think it's because
0: do you uh, you think it's because you have such old school tendencies? Maybe you you've been wanting Final Fantasy to go back closer and closer to what it was. I
2: do. I do want that. Like six is aesthetic. Well, four is really a great game. But, and five's great too, but six is steampunk aesthetic along with the Esper system and all that kind of stuff is still the perfect Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. 9, pretty close in that regard too. But, I don't know. There's something off about 10. There, there was something off about JRPGs generally on PS2. That was uh-huh. when I like really fell out for a while where I'm like, I don't play these games anymore. I played, that's when I started playing a few, some shooters and action, more action yeah. games and stuff like that. That was I the rise of those.
0: Sandbox and GTA yeah. and all that stuff
2: too. That was a weird era. Like that's when everyone's like, oh, what's your favorite PS2 game and stuff? And I'm like, well, I have a lot of them, but... PS2 is like my least favorite PlayStation era by far. Really? Yeah. yeah oh crazy, wow. Right? I'd say it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. PS1 very special to me. With yeah. The me JRPGs. Too. PS3 I think was awesome. I think I was a super underrated system and it was fun to like really delving into the PSN into the, some of the exclusives that came out and like. Games that people didn't play. Yeah, we were lucky to have that as our beat at the time. And I think PS4 is fucking killing it. Obviously, and I think Vita and PSP are both great, too.
1: I tend to lean, yeah, PS4 this generation. uh, But yeah, I was definitely a 360 guy last generation. Um, But yeah, the the PS3 exclusive stuff, I I was big on Uncharted. Um, Outside of that, I'm trying to think. I never got into Killzone never liked mm-hmm. Killzone. zone. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Um, I'm
2: still convinced that no one ever liked Feel zone. you like
1: Resistance? Uh I liked the first one. Uh no fault, 2 and 3 I did not like at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, you didn't like 3. No, in fact I reviewed it for Game Informer and I gave it like a 7. I remember and people that. hated that. I like, remember yeah, that. people got really mad at me, but I did not like 3. Wow, I
2: thought yeah. I thought 3 was We're gonna we're going way off the track here. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> it's our show. I'm it's a, a PlayStation hu- I'm a, show. I'm talking about I'm a huge Resistance <laughs> fan. It's like one of my favorite series of all time. I just love the story. I love alternate history and and, oh, yeah. and how they tied into the Tunguska event all that kind of stuff I think is brilliant. Um, but three, I thought was like, is like one of the great storytelling single player shooters I've ever played, if
1: not the best. Is that the one that's doing the whole like cross country trek? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You, have your, you have your son's mitten. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one where you're going across like the river and stuff. Yep. And uh, it's that the one with the huge? No, two had the giant uh, thing like knocking down. Yeah, New York that was or a cl- Chicago I, or whatever. Yeah, that
2: was. Yeah, three did have the. So you fight a big one in the beginning. You fight them yeah. multiple times. I don't know. I just i I really liked it. It it, it it's. The way I feel about that game came back to me recently because I, I really like um, Wolfenstein: The New Order, and mm-hmm. then I went back finally after having it for almost a year and played not quite a year but maybe like eight months and played the Old Blood and finally beat it. And I've been doing like the challenge that. maps. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, like yeah. like Machine Games is murdering it. And I, it made me realize with the Resistance Three and these games and a few others. There's you know Metro. There's like room for single player, meaty fifteen hour story driven
1: campaigns. In the first person perspective, I think when it's balanced right, like I could not get into Metro. Like, I like a good shooter, mm-hmm. I like good atmosphere, and, and Metro has a lot of that stuff, but I can't get into the every two seconds fucking wiping your face and checking a thing on your watch or whatever. Like, that I, I did not enjoy. Yeah, that it was stuff a little all.
2: too deep, but I do like the uh, it's based on a Russian post apocalyptic right. series, and I like that we don't really go there and like do anything ever in games. So it was cool to like be in the Moscow underground. Like, I've never oh, played right. a game like that, you know, as opposed to post to the United States we've seen right, right. over and over again, and we'll see you soon in Homefront. I'm excited for Homefront. Which
1: dystopian, front. not post Are you looking for to Homefront? I liked the idea of the first one, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the gameplay uh, didn't really do much for sure, me at all. Sure, so sure, I'll, sure. I'll give it a shot because okay. I mean, I, you know, I like the idea, but yeah, we'll see. Number two, Sony has restructured the PlayStation business significantly
2: merging Sony Computer Entertainment and Sony Network Entertainment into one arm of Sony called Sony Interactive Entertainment. The arm of the company will be in charge of all PlayStation hardware, software, and the PSN, and it will be led out of PlayStation HQ just outside of San Francisco. We go there all the time. We know where that is. In collaboration with international offices in Sony's home of Tokyo as well as London, SIE's head will be Andrew House, acting as president and global CEO. In a statement, House said, quote, by integrating the strengths of PlayStation's hardware, software, content, and network operations, SIE will become an even stronger entity with a clear objective to further accelerate the growth of the PlayStation business. Along with our business partners, SIE will develop pioneering services and products that will continue to inspire consumers' imaginations and lead the market. End quote. Sean Layden, who took over for Jack Trenton, a.k.a. Jackie T, in America, will now lead Sony's worldwide studios, its collection of first parties, with Shuhei Yoshida now reporting to him keeping his title in the process there's exactly. some confusion about that there was no demotion yeah he's now re, he used to report to andrew house as far as i understand now he reports to, to sean yeah he was
0: nice enough to clear it up on twitter two seconds after this was announced to me <laughs>
2: yeah because a lot of people are still saying like you got the mode in something. Like, no he didn't yeah um any thoughts on this like I, I, it makes look, sense it was always weird that they had s or SEN or whatever though my thought was why not just call it playstation <laughs> you <laughs> sure. know like it's it's like I don't understand or the PlayStation division or something. Why, you, why do you have to have these like convoluted SCE and SEM become
1: SIE? It's like it's you, all about PlayStation. Because even their portable stuff has PlayStation in the name. Yeah. You know, PSP yeah. and Vita did. So, yeah. yeah, that would make sense. And even PlayStation Mobile or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. got to
2: kill it though, right? Yeah. Um, number three. February's free PlayStation Plus games have been revealed. If you have an active PS Plus account, the following games are free to download during the month. If you have a PlayStation 4, you can get Helldivers, Democracy Strikes Back, which we love. We love Helldivers. And Nom Nom Galaxy, which is also pretty fun. If you have a PlayStation 3, you can download Grid Autosport, Helldivers, Democracy Strikes Back, and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which is a really solid fighting game. And if you have PlayStation Vita, you can get Helldivers, Democracy Strikes Back, and Lemmings Touch. So a pretty hmm. uneven, mediocre Month except for Hell Divers, which is fucking awesome.
1: See, that's actually the one I like the least. Out really? of Really? Yeah. You don't like Hell Divers? Uh, I couldn't get into. it. I, granted, I did not put that much time into it. Holy Lord, he's you weird, me out of here you weird young man. I played maybe uh, an hour of it, and it did not grab me. But I was playing by myself. I know it's supposed to be kind of more of a co op thing, but yeah. it didn't seem like it was for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Nom Nom Galaxy, that's the one with the soup mm-hmm. making thing. Like that was kind of cool. I, I yeah. think Double Eleven made that, the British studio,
0: right? Right. The guys who had been behind uh, helping on Little Big Planet right, and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm actually curious about Lemmings Touch. I love Lemmings, but I haven't played a Lemmings game. In in, you know 15 years right so if it's just classic lemmings but with touchscreen stuff i might now try that to out touch
0: rock from the rock wrote into kind of slash psq just like you can it says gentlemen looking at the playstation plus selections for february especially hell divers i'm curious the if- stream's frozen sorry
2: we're street. still going here,
0: but okay, street. cool. Especially Hell Divers. I'm curious if you think the PlayStation Plus games ever undermined indie's financial success. I have purchased several indie titles in the past few years that have eventually appeared as plus titles. Hell Divers was a game I chose to wait on, and lo and behold, it's now a PlayStation Plus title. My question for you is: Does this type of wait and see strategy hurt indie developers by dissuading players from purchasing a game outright? I want to be prudent with my purchases, but I also want to make sure that special creative game makers get to continue their work. Please help my conscience. P.S. Colin was right. Three fourths home. P.P.S. Greg was right. Actual sunlight. P.P.P.S. Actual sunlight does not get Greg out of the doghouse for Taco Master. And Taco Master was amazing, so fuck you.
2: Uh, I love that you like really died on that hill for that game.
0: I did. I, I did everything I could. And I got it to number nine on the charts. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty good, Dan. You Taco play Taco Master? Master? What is Taco it's Master? A, it's a, w- probably Vita's 2015 game of the year. You got to make tacos. You swiped. You did this. You I got like a plat- tacos. You got a platinum in a half an hour, or not half an hour, half a day. Okay. And then, but it was great for the movie theater. I was playing Taco Master before uh, Star Wars, having a great
1: time. Does it feel like a mobile game? Oh yeah. You're oh no, swiping. it's totally okay. a fucking. Oh, it's an okay. iPhone game that got ported straight over. Yeah. And it has a platinum. Yeah.
2: Huh. Guess what? Guess what? Ground zeros. Guess what? does? It, guess what does I was going to say
4: ground zeros
0: gone <laughs> home. Probably a game we're going to talk about here. We're going to do
2: our new. We're going to do a new segment. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So you better add it to your stupid fucking notes. Whoa. Hey,
0: hey, so rock from the rock. Does it does? I mean, is this a concern? You think is this a problem? No, PlayStation plus adding indie games eventually.
2: No, because you know, you can play it multiple different ways. When Dan hat released Axiom Verge, he stated specifically that this game will not be discounted or on PS plus for at least a year or something like that. So just saying like you can wait and you're not going to get the game at all. And it's not going to be discounted. This is the way the game is going to come out or whatever, you know, whatever he said. But people have to understand that these indie games aren't, they're not just like selecting games from PSN and just putting them up. Like there is like significant compensation on the back end for these games going yeah. free. So, um, Sometimes the gambit is for marketing reasons, so of uh, uh, Psyonix with Rocket League, uh, that was a, a, a gambit for them. I, uh, we know out. those guys, uh, and I know Jeremy, you know, we, I had dinner with him, and I know that they were going to make that decision. We knew about that for a long time, and... and there was some apprehension about whether that was the right move or not, and the idea was to like take the lump sum of money, even though it might be less than what you make if you sell the game outright, and proliferate the game, and it ended up working out just fine yeah. for them.
1: Well, think about how many people bought Rocket League just because of that huge user base that was right. all really enthusiastic about it because that game's great. Right. The
2: PC people
0: jumped on it, and now mm-hmm. Xbox people have been like, "I can't wait! I can't wait! I can't wait!" And
1: here, it comes. oh yeah, it's coming
2: to Xbox, yep. isn't it? Yeah, cool. This month, yeah. And I said, correct. I said, Dan Habits, Tom Hap, Dan Edelman got that right. confused. Yeah. Oh, like- Action Verge is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two guys that work together. On it. Um, yeah, so. I don't think it works out for everyone, but some of these games just get buried. And like, if, if Sony goes up to you and is like, we'll give you a half a million dollars and just make your game free or whatever the, the sum of money is, or we'll give you X amount on every game that's actually downloaded, which is probably not a very smart idea. And I don't think they do that. Yeah. Um, then you take it. You figure it's just, I mean, it's a giant lump sum of
0: people. You still get the money. You're still set. You're still quote unquote selling a bunch of copies. It's a risk.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's guaranteed money versus, versus like, Oh, sample. we hope we're going to sell. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I've heard, you know stories I won't get into specifics about it working out very well and not working out very well. Yeah. For studios. There studios coming. that turn down X amount of money for to go free and assuming they'll make Y amount of money and they get Z amount of money which is way lower. Yeah. And some guys you know Go that route and make more money. That way.
0: I mean, you think of it this way, right? And I understand being frugal and waiting for it. But with Helldivers as an example, right? Helldivers came out; it did really well. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people played it, except you—you you hated it. But everybody else, a lot, a lot of other people played it, loved it, whatever, right? Then put it down and walked away, right? Then they put out the DLC, these add-on stuff, all this other stuff that maybe those original players didn't go to play. But now that all of a sudden these new people are jumping in to play it, get it for free. Those original players come back, mm-hmm. maybe spend money on DLC, You get this stuff
2: here. Right. You know what I mean? Get reinvigorate. It's a long game, and you have to take risks. In this business, especially when they're just burying a lot of games on the PSN. Number four, PS Vita's newest firmware update 3.57 is causing some Vita owners serious issues. The biggest issues have to do with a lack of connectivity to the PlayStation Store and severe battery drain. It appears Sony has yet to comment on why some folks are having issues with the firmware or if it when a fix is coming for those affected. But it may be wise not to update your Vita until you've heard more. I did update my Vita and it's fine. Um, It's,
0: It's also PSA. This is every firmware for anything. PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, PSP back in the day. There was always a weird number of people that something got fucked for. Hmm. Welcome to 2016. So consider that just a little bit of a... I haven't updated yet. I'm just
1: sitting on it. I'm like, I'll wait. I can't find my Vita. So damn it. It should be all right. That says a lot. How are you going to play Taco Master? (laughs) I got other games to play. I got Witness. Tomb Raider PC. I got stuff to play. Have you started playing Witness yet?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. I want to hear about it. Can we hear about it now, Colin? We'll
4: get to the Witness. Okay.
2: Good. (laughs) Save it. Number five. I'm interested in what you guys think of this. Um, it seems like a little off kilter for our, our particular PlayStation show, but did EA accidentally reveal Xbox One's sales figures? Mm. In a conference call held by EA company CFO Blake Jorgensen noted that the publisher's estimate is about 55 million units sold combined for both consoles. No one out. Sony sits at around 36 million PS4 sold, that leaves 19 million for Xbox One. Interestingly, EA predicted 50 to 51 million units sold by this point for those combined, beating its own estimates significantly. He also notes that the consoles combined are selling 50% better than Xbox 360 and PS3 at this respective point in their cycles. Um, so that news is a little more PlayStation-centric. But what do you guys make of these numbers? Because now we, it, EA would know. And um, based just on their relationship with the first parties and you know a bunch of other stuff, they, they know how many consoles are out there. So I assume that this number is not so much of a prediction as it is Fact. What, the, the reality. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about 36 million PS4s or so, 19 million or so Xbox Ones?
1: That doesn't surprise me. I kind of feel like, you know, Xbox has been playing catch up ever since that E3 that went very terribly for them. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think a lot of people that don't pay close attention to the industry you know maybe not so much now anymore but for a long time thought that like oh yeah you can't play old games on it or you have to be online all the time um i think for a while that persisted yeah i remember talking to like lyft drivers and stuff that were like oh yeah i don't want to get an xbox you got to be online all the time Like, no actually they fixed that yeah and and to their credit i think microsoft did a really good job making good on a lot of that stuff and backtracking and you know they're not big on all that tv stuff now anymore so uh but but i think that initial marketing was terrible for them and i when i see those numbers or when i hear that that does not surprise me necessarily it doesn't surprise me but i'm still surprised by the gap
0: i mean you know what i mean i knew playstation was way out ahead but to be almost doubling up on them right it's like damn how many playstation 4s can you move and then it is like one of those of like i stopped there and think of i'm like well how many people do i know that have an xbox one or right. actively like play their xbox one i guess is another thing
1: well we use beating both of them right oh yeah we oh, use yeah, you okay. can't be touched. well i, those I, t- I tweeted yeah. out yeah. what
2: was it um Life to date, as of September 30th, Wii U had sold 10.7 million okay. units cumulatively. In October, November, December, PlayStation 4 shipped 8.4 million units. Okay. So Wii was getting, I mean, we all know that was getting fucking clobbered. It's a good um, year
1: for Wii U. Last year, Splatoon and Mario Maker. Yeah, good games. Great stuff.
2: Not pushing hardware, though. I know, I know. It's um, sad to see it because I
1: actually like a lot of Wii U stuff.
2: But, uh. I like the games. I don't like, uh, there are games on there that I like, but the system's awful. It's just an they've made a,
1: a million terrible decisions with the marketing interface, and the, the hardware and, and that.
2: Yeah, the yeah. tablet's awful. It's just awful. Yeah. I, I yeah. just hate it. Yeah. But i like to
0: play. Yeah, we played
1: Mario Kart today
0: for mm-hmm. the stream or whatever. It was Mario just Kart, like, it's awesome. I love Mario Kart. It's so much fun. And I'm like, why don't we play more of this? And, you know what I mean? But it's like,
4: well,
2: there's a million other things going on and da, 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 da. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I I agree with what you guys are saying. I think I think it's just unfortunate for Microsoft because the numbers are fine. It's just that Sony's doing meteorically well. Like it's still outpacing PS2 exactly, um, which is unbelievable. Really? Yeah. So, um, but we have to remember PS2's tail was really long, and I don't know how you know I don't know how PS2 was severely supply constrained as we all remember. Um, Not like Wii, but it was supply that Wii was more artificial scarcity than anything. Um, But there was a supply constraint issue. Um, there was no games when the PS2 came out that anyone cared about I except for like the- smugglers run, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was
1: you- awesome and SSX
2: and SSX. There was a it was time a, splitters. It was a terrible tag, Matt, Fanta <laughs> <Phantavision. terrible. laughs> Oh, vision. I liked Fanta vision. Actually, I-,
1: I think PS2 actually got better exclusives earlier than PS4 did because by the fall or holiday of 01, they had Metal Gear Solid 2, GTA, they had GTA 3, they had Final Fantasy 10. Uh, at that point, Gran Turismo 3 was out. That came out in the summer. Twisted Metal Black was Musha. out. Smackdown, so just Marusha, bring it. Right, yeah, just bring it. So <laughs> I think was, was, yeah, no, Onimusha was 2001. So yeah, I think oh, it was. A, a year into the PlayStation's life cycle, I think they had way, way better games than the PS4 did. I'm trying to think of like must-have PS4 games Bloodborne. from the first year. Bloodborne was awesome. Was and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, that I first mean, year? Well, it, I see what you're Sooner. saying. I, yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah. I see what you're, so you're yeah. saying. I apologize. So so I, I, yeah, can. I think PS2 came out of the gate way faster than PS4 as far as that stuff.
2: Yeah, I think that the with the PS2's... It didn't have so much of a scarcity problem as I think it had a software problem. Also, you know, as a lot of us remember, like, PS1 was still kind of fine for a little while. Like, I remember even Final Fantasy Origins didn't come out until 2003, and that was really one of the last releases I bought on PS1. That was, you know, I had my PS2. My PS2, the day it came out, October, whatever it was, 26th. Um, So, the thing that I'm seeing with Microsoft, with Xbox One, is that it it reminds me a lot of politics, actually. Like, their, their, their map is shrinking. Like, they they are competitive in the United States and they're competitive in England. And that's pretty much it. Like they're getting cla- They're like irrelevant in Japan. Um, they're competitive here, but they're still losing. Um, in mainland Europe in emerging markets like Brazil, in all sorts of places in the middle East, like PS4 dominates those places. And so like P- Sony's like spread the field. Yeah. Um, and that I think accounts for a great deal of these units being sold as well. Number six, EA isn't going to E3 this year, at least in a traditional sense. Uh, and I'll be interested to see what you think of this. Signaling the possibility of a major sea change in publishers' outlook on E3, and perhaps on the way games are covered as well, which is my big takeaway from this. EA will not be on the show floor at all at E3, a massive move by the publisher who typically dominates the LA Convention Center South Hall. Instead, the company will be holding an event called EA Play, and will invite regular gamers in addition to press who will also gain access to some games behind closed doors. It will hold its media briefing on Sunday, June 12th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. What do you guys think of that? That's a significant piece of news.
1: I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I look at the way that Nintendo has changed their E3 strategy, and they used to rent out the whole Kodak theater. I mean, yeah. that's where they held the fucking Oscars, you know? Yeah. So that's got to cost a ton of money. And also, you got to deal with, you know, fuck ups and, you know, live demos. I remember, like, Miyamoto showing off Twilight Princess yeah, and the yeah. motion didn't work. And, so, you know, all these things you can't control. Whereas they shifted to these Nintendo Directs and they completely control the message. They make sure that before they put this out, it's, you know, th- you can't fuck it up. It's on video. Uh, it still gets out to the entire internet. Uh, I don't see what you benefit by having this huge E3 presence and paying for these huge booths and having these huge press conferences. It's, it still sounds like they're having a big conference. Mm-hmm. But I guess I don't see why it's necessary to Removing do the Removing the old... booth is the crazy part.
0: You know what I mean? I think and I don't think it's crazy in a bad way. It's just right. totally not the what I expected EA to do. You they know usually, I mean? they've
1: had a huge booth for they like have 10 that, years. Exactly. You yeah. walk
0: over there and it's like three spaces long compared to all the other little spaces you go through yeah. or whatever. But they have like the giant EA wall and like all these little sectioned off places to go and play games.
1: I bet it saves them a ton of money and I doubt it makes much difference as far <laughs> as like, you know, everyone's watching on the internet. You know, they can oh, release yeah. all their you trailers. Figure... They can time it with E3 and everything.
0: Exactly. Well, it, it does not thing we were talking about it before for right that i think he gives them a shot at bethesda because they have their own little conference mm-hmm. or whatever right so they get that to, went great last they, year for bethesda. exactly they get to be out in front of all the other messages they don't have to worry because that was always the thing right even on the monday you're like all right cool microsoft all right yeah you be playstation you know yeah. what i mean like these mid-tier not mid-tier but these ones that aren't published you know right. that, that aren't console people that aren't making these giant things it wasn't as exciting as the other ones so now you actually get you get the chance to have a bethesda and then by doing it the two days earlier or whatever for p- people to come you get everybody at their prime Mm-hmm. nobody's going to be there like exhausted, cranky, already yeah. drained, like not being able to put words together to see their games. Like everyone does usually at E3 by the time you're like, all right, fuck now I'm going to go over to the other side and go see what all these other games are.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. I think, um, I mean this, this has, I think more significant meaning than that. Like, and and that's, and that's my, and that's my, uh, my conclusion is basically like Activision's never really had a presence. They've, they've been smart enough to use, um, in terms of conferences, they've been smart enough to use the first parties to kind of show their games off. And I think that that's wise. But that's, I don't even expect we'll have a conference this year. So, like, there's oh, no, like, no, no. like one off things I think Nintendo will have a huge conference this year. So, like, people are coming and going and there's an ebb and flow. But when EA says to itself, you know, Electronic Arts, a very significant publisher, especially in the United States, we don't even care enough about the media seeing our games and going hands on. Not, I'm not talking about the big sites, but like just general whoever. That we're not even showing up, like we don't need this anymore. Like I, I feel like they're like uh, they're looking at you know YouTube and they're looking at Twitch and all these guys and being like, do we really need to do this anymore? Because the way games are being covered, I think, is so is shifting so radically from like the the more old style media to the to the outlets that have core audiences, whether it's Rooster Teeth or Giant Bomb or like what we're trying to do on a very small level or anything like that. A bunch of YouTubers, a bunch of Twitch streamers. And they're they're untraditional in their own sense where they don't cover games like that anymore. And so like I wonder if it's really a sign of like we need to connect with like players, people like word of mouth, we need to connect with people that want to access our games as opposed to website X that goes to yeah. E3. The purpose on-
0: person is the right credentials. I just the th- I just
2: think uh, that's what I'm surprised is lost on a lot of people. Maybe I'm just over like reading it wrong, but uh, to me I'm like well, that's a pretty significant step.
0: I get you, but for me it's like what is I think when we get there we'll know. But I Honestly, what I think it's going to be is that everybody changes their plane ticket and comes in two days early or whatever yeah. and go walk around the EA thing
1: before the EA conference. I think the old E3 was set up for the old style of like the preview mill, and and we've all been there. You guys at IGN, me at Game Informer, the traditional way of like you go there, you have an interview, you, yeah. you write the preview or whatever, and now as YouTube and Twitch and video-based stuff and podcasts become bigger... You don't have to go that old route, and so I think EA recognizes that. And, yeah. yeah. And you see a lot of companies now; they have their own blogs and stuff, and instead of making the press write previews for them,
2: yeah. again they control the message. They have their they own, own team. Exactly. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, I think that the it's it's sad in a way because we come from that world, and you do too, but we don't really exist in that world anymore. So like, I, I don't I, either. No, I, I'm yeah. saying the, oh, the three of us. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's interesting what. In such a, you know, I started writing for IGM when I was 18 and I'm 31 and I became an editor at 22, you became an editor at 23. And like we were in that world and that world was moving. And I think that world will always exist and will always serve a purpose and always have a place. But I feel like as it truncates, those people just have to go somewhere else or they don't have to, but they do go yeah. somewhere else. And I feel like that that somewhere else is just smaller groups of people finding people they trust, um, getting their advice or you know, from them, like the, the friend on the couch kind of mentality. And I just feel like it's not so much that EA's just not showing up and it's just EA's not showing up in a vacuum. I think that they're just looking and being like, we don't need to connect the way we used to connect to the traditional media anymore. And
0: then you figure how much you dodge of it, right? If like, even if they do like, even during their conference, they're going to get snark or whatever, but you figure now that you have this before where it's easier to get into or what on the other, you can bring in whoever you can bring in all the Madden YouTubers. You can mm-hmm. bring in all the people who care about FIFA instead of it. Have it where Pele comes on stage and we're all like, Oh, why? Right. why I don't care about this. Why is it? Blah blah, you know what I mean? To somebody that really matters yeah. to the majority of us in our echo chamber on Twitter. We're all like, what the fuck is happening? Yep. Yep.
2: Sports ball. Number seven Insomniac has revealed its new game. It's called Song of the Deep, and it's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in the spring of 2016. It's a 2D Metroidvania-style game at heart, and it stars a young girl named Marin, the daughter of a fisherman who has been lost at sea, so she goes out to try to find him herself. Interestingly, GameStop, the major games retailer, is acting as publisher of the game, and while it will be available digitally on all platforms, uh, like, agnostically, it will only be able to be purchased at retail at GameStop locations and via its website. Insomniac retains the IP.
0: Max second Writes into com slash PSQ. The Q stands for questions. Okay. Just like you can. It says, hey guys, first time writer, long time viewer slash listener. I'm honestly just wondering what your thoughts are on Insomniac partnering with GameStop. I know it's only a $15 game, but giving collectors the opportunity to own a physical copy of a smaller title seems pretty interesting. I can't speak for everyone, but if Shovel Knight had a physical slash digital launch at the exact same time, I personally go for the physical one. Thanks for your time. P.S., I kind of like listening to you guys figure out your eating situation. Brian M.
1: I don't think it's surprising um, because, you know, hell, I fucking worked for GameStop for, I guess, eight years between three years at the retail store and five years at Game Informer. Sure. And so obviously, you know, I watched that company for a long time and thought about, like, as. Everything was more digital. (laughs) It's like, huh, this is a brick-and-mortar retail store. And I I saw them make those moves while I was a GI. You know, they bought Congregate, which is this big, Mm -hmm. you know, flash gaming portal or whatever. And they started opening all these, you know, Simply Mac stores where it was they're selling used iPhones or whatever. Sure. So I think, obviously, the people down there at corporate in Texas uh, understand that this digital future is coming, and they're probably just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and hoping something sticks, and they find a new business model because the old one, the brick-and-mortar stores that just buy used games, you know, that, that could have gone down if the used game thing went through this generation. Right. You know, I think the doomsday clock got pushed back a little bit when, you know, that Adam Boys video went up with uh, Shuhei. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. They're just, they, they, fa- they
0: have to try different things. It's a fascinating move, and it's cool to see. I, I'm not against it, obviously. I like the fact that, yeah, there is a way to get this game out. That, like, how many digital games do we see? Where I go and talk to a friend who owns a console. I'm like, oh, have you played this, that, that? And they're like, no, where is it? I'm like, oh, you got to buy it off the store. He's like, I don't buy them.
1: He, you know what I mean? I buy them from
0: Walmart or whatever.
1: When right, I'm right. It's like, okay. Yeah, I don't know how... Like, I look at Amazon. They did the thing now where if you pre-order from them, what is it? Like it's you 20% percent off, off, off? Yeah. if you're Which prime. was like a
2: mirror of Best Buy, which, is, which was Best Buy's only prayer of staying, right, right. staying in the game, really, you know, in yeah. that regard. The thing about these companies, Best Buy less so... Because I feel like people, some people are always going to want to go see the TV or see the stereo or whatever and buy it in person. Like I just feel like there's always going to be that's the same thing with clothes. Like we became a show
1: a showroom for Amazon. You go see it at yep. Best Buy and yep. you buy it on yep. Amazon. Yep. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's why they had to introduce the price match thing.
2: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw what was funny is the opposite of that when I was in Seattle visiting Nate, who our friend who works at Xbox. Uh, there's an Amazon store there, like mm. which is so. I'm like a brick and mortar. Yeah. store? Really. Yeah. What the hell is it? What year? Um, it? And huh. uh, so like where they have like books and all. It's like really weird. But um, GameStop's days are numbered. Yeah. And like, I think that that's clear. And I'm not saying them as a corporate entity. I'm saying that like that store will only exist as long as the hardware manufacturers think that they need to let them exist. Because I've said time and time again, and we talked about this a long time ago on Podcast Beyond, when Vita came out and the price, the digital pricing was less, like by just some incremental amount, if you bought the games digitally as opposed to bought the game retail. I'm like, this is a harbinger of things to come and they're comfortable doing this because Vita, no one cares about Vita. But the second that Sony's like retail games are fifty dollars on PSN and sixty dollars in the store, it's over. Yeah. And they don't do that because they still need these guys to push their hardware. And when they when they are comfortable relying on companies that do not care, like Amazon, mm-hmm. um, or their own marketing reach, then these companies are going to start to really dwindle. And I I I just don't see a future for that. For no matter what people want, they want to put games on their shelves and stuff. No matter what people um. People are gonna have to com- become comfortable with the fact that like you're not gonna go into a store in ten years. I don't think I buy a game. Like, well, I, I mean, just, I just don't know that that's gonna be the case.
1: The, the years of the the midnight launch and everything mm-hmm. th- those are gone. And you know, when I worked at the store, those were huge business days, is because yeah, you wanted it at midnight, and how else are you gonna get it except for going to GameStop and everything? Now you can preload it on Steam. You can preload it on the consoles. You know, there's and really the best. You watch the countdown clock go. You're like, oh, it's great. Go. It, it is objectively a much better way to get your games than driving to a store at midnight and waiting in a line. Yep. So yeah, I mean it's not surprising at all. It it is weird to see like GameStop as a publisher of a game just conceptually, but it's not surprising to me.
2: No, I think that I I I give them a lot of credit. They are smart, I mean, they're a smart company and we've worked with them and with really very smart people there. They know that like you said, they have to throw things against the wall. I don't know that becoming a publisher is gonna be their fruit their their is gonna be their salvation, specifically because the weird thing is that Insomniac you need a publisher to get a game in a store. But you don't really need a, a publisher anymore to to publish a game digitally. So if if you're comfortable enough with a game like The Witness, which we're going to talk about in a minute, and I know you like, like that game's not going to be a retail, and and you can cut out all of the middlemen if you really wanted to, especially on PS4.
0: But this is again guaranteed
2: cash, right? You figure for
0: them and GameStop games, or for Insomniac, GameStop's like, hey, you're already putting this out there; that people want to buy it. They're already going to buy there, but we'll give you X thousands of dollars, right? To you know let us do this limited run and only do it there. And they're like, we had no you know no reason for it. I, what's going to be fascinating is if it works or even works a little bit if they then look at okay wow the witness is killing and I'm like how many people would want a box co-? you know what i mean like oh wait this game's doing really well and then it gets to the point where this game looks cool do we want to take a shot on it da, 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 da.
1: that wound up happening with like didn't journey initially it was just digital at first right. and then later it's like oh we're going to put out this box they put out the copy, collection right, right? the uh, yeah, yeah it was game. like the, the game company yeah it was yeah, yeah. had flower and flower right oh
2: that's right yeah um yeah i think i mean it strikes me as a little desperate because they don't own the IP, like like the Sony. They, there used to be a story told. I think it was about it wasn't Braid, It was Limbo that Playdead went to Sony to try to get the game published, and Sony wouldn't do it unless they own the IP. And that's like Sony always been Sony's mo until more recently. Um, and there's n- little value oftentimes in publishing these smaller games if you don't own the long term prospects for the right. for the IP or the franchise. So it's it's it is it's just weird. Like I just don't really get why they would do it at all, but. I know Insomniac ever since Overstrike slash Fuse, has been obsessed with owning their own IP and they do. They did that right. the Sunset as well. And Microsoft did you know, made an exception. So
1: I, I don't think this is the answer to GameStop's woes, uh, but I, I don't know what is, so they gotta keep trying shit until something works. Yep. Hopefully. I mean, otherwise you're just, you know, raising the white flag.
2: I agree. The only thing that's stopping them from falling quicker, I think, is just as in the United States is and probably in, in Central Europe and Eastern Europe, but maybe not to such a degree as, you know, and I'm not saying GameStop, but similar retail stores in those areas, is uh, internet infrastructure problems sure once yeah. bandwidth yeah. is is really like taken care of which will happen um like why would you ever want to go and buy a game yeah. like that that's the thing like if you can download 50 gigabytes in a few minutes or something like that then like why would you even care yeah. why would you ever leave your house and if sony makes it worth your while or microsoft makes it worth your while and said so you'll just save ten dollars by not even going into the store and then, yeah yeah so number eight Ubisoft has outlined the division's DLC plans, noting that the game will receive, among other updates, three meaty paid expansions. The game will also get a season pass that will encapsulate all of the paid DLC. The three DLC packs will come out in the year, in the year after the game's March launch and will be called Underground, Survival, and Last Stand. Details are scarce about what any of the DLC packs are in nature. Other than that, Underground allows you, as its name suggests, to go into the underworld of Manhattan, presumably the subways. While Survival sounds also like its name suggests to be a horde mode uh, type expansion although that's conjecture at the current time. So there's a lot of excitement about this game. People have been playing the the beta and and are really 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 it's, digging it. Have you guys
1: played it? No. no. It's uh, I watched Jeff play for a video on Giant Bomb and it uh, it's really cool. I can't wait I can't wait but, and I it's weird to say I can't wait and it's loaded on both my ps 4s oh, or whatever. Right. But it's like I, I just
0: betas I want my progress I'm I, the exact I you same know, way. know what I mean like I don't I don't need to play an hour now to then get it and be like All right, I know this yeah. hour. It's
1: <laughs> tempting to play it now, but yeah, I don't want to get way into it and put 10 hours into a yeah. beta and then be like oh, start over and right. you know. Yeah no can't wait yeah I it, it looks really it. cool
2: and a lot of people have been tweeting at me and i appreciate it because i don't play games with other people that a lot of people are saying like you can even play the beta by yourself like so it's clear that the game is playable by itself Good. number nine rumor has it that a new ghostbusters game is in the works <gasps> retailer uh, retail merchandiser is the source of the rumor which notes that activision will release a quote fully fledged and quote game alongside the upcoming movie no other wow. information is currently
1: available
0: Hmm. interesting a- Activision? Activision. They own
1: the rights. Okay, did they say anything about a developer in there? Nothing
2: else. No. Who did that, that, that last one?
1: Was it... Oh, uh, uh, it was
0: uh, Terminal Velocity. No, term, no Terminal uh, Reality. Did uh, the last Ghostbuster what one. What else did it? they do? The, uh,
1: I can't remember what team that was that worked on that. That game was not terrible, but it, it was not what it should have been. 8.0 IGN. What are you talking about? Not terrible. <laughs> that, was, um, it's, that means great. <laughs> it,
0: it, it was this weird thing. It's a game that I, I feel... And it's, it sounds like we're already on different pages. But I feel like doesn't get enough credit. I feel like a lot of people wrote it off as a bullshit, you know, whatever. And then it was like... what. Well, i thought it was better than that obviously it was fun it has a weird multiplayer suite which was weird but oh yeah uh what i find really funny about this is the fact that if you remember it was ghostbusters was being published by sierra right sierra went down activision bought a bunch of sierra properties but didn't buy ghostbusters and people were like why didn't you buy ghostbusters and they were like we only we wanted to buy franchises that were annualizable and then instead atari picked it up and published it that's right yeah. Right. And so now it's, you know, what goes around comes around, they got it. What terrifies me about it is yeah, it's a tie-in to the movie. It's an Activision movie tie-in, and it's like, ooh, I feel like we've been burned there before. When it, whether it be Spider Man, not a movie, of did, course, but the Walking Dead game. Did and they do like, the
1: old uh like Fantastic Four games and stuff? It was really shitty. Oh shit,
2: did they? So I'm looking at their list. First of all, they're they're defunct. The um Uh, the last game they worked on was the walking dead survival instinct that was their last game Mm -hmm. Okay. connect star wars uh def jam rap star but that might have been ports ghostbusters the video game seems like they had a relationship for a long time with snk because they did snk arcade classics metal slug anthology king of fighters collection okay uh blood rain games uh and flux blowout four by four evolution
0: i'm excited for it (laughs) because i just like ghostbusters (laughs) games but it screams of movie tie-in from Activision, which usually is a death sentence for video games. So when I'm, I'm fascinated to see more of it. When was the last time they did one like that? Like a, That's a movie the thing. Tie-in. That's the thing is that they. Ha- I feel like they haven't done the, the cash-in in so long. So, so maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe, maybe they've
1: learned. Maybe they've looked at yeah. stuff that took a, a popular license and made a awesome game, like the Arkham games. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, this will actually sell a ton and be a sweet game. So maybe they've learned from that. Because, yeah, right. I can't remember the last time they've done super shitty movie tie-in stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did they do Transformers stuff? they own they, they did the high to, moon games that were good until they got run into yeah.
0: the ground I, and then platinum did the most recent one that was the platinum is them right, right. and so, same with legend of
2: korra right right so there are some times that weren't that hot mm. I guess we'll see yeah Exactly. I, I hope that movie's good too yeah number 10 beyond good and evil 2 is still happening and seems to be in development <laughs> this may come as a surprise considering the original game came out in 2003 and the sequel was first revealed way back in 2008 News comes by way of developer Double Fine's podcast called Dev's Play, which series creator, uh, Beyond Good and Evil series creator, Michelle Ansel appeared on. IGN transcribed the pertinent part of the podcast, noting, quote, that's the problem. We have no choice. Uh, This is according to Ansel. Beyond Good and Evil 2 has to be great. When we started Beyond Good and Evil, there was not that much pressure. People are, the crazy thing is that Beyond Good and Evil was really not that successful and nobody talked about the game. And now year after year, more and more people are talking about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, and then IGN notes when Rice was uh, asked why he thinks the original was such a fan, has such a fan base. Ansel spoke of the passion and an energy that went into it. Quote, I think it's that time that the energy we spent on Beyond Good and Evil is still there. There's still something about it. When I look at it, I see all the work, the AI trying to follow you, the cinematics, the mix of sound, music and colors. It's all still there. End quote. So he's talking about it in the current tense, which indicated the people that they're still working on it. But the game was announced a very long time ago. Yeah. it was just
1: a teaser when it was uh, the
2: pig by the side of the road yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they announced it in, in France I think in 2008 um, at one of their events so a long time ago I, and I said it before it's the same way I feel about Mirror's Edge frankly like where I'm like I don't Mirror's Edge is fine I liked it but like why are you making a sequel this game doesn't seem to have that much resonance you know People I, I talk about
1: it but are they, they going to come out in droves do we think that's changed? I'd be scared of making a game like that I don't think it would sell a ton but I think you know I would personally like to play it. I, I didn't play Beyond Good and Evil until it came out on Xbox Live Arcade a few years ago. And it held up really well. Yeah. I mean it was a good kind of Zelda like, I guess. Um so yeah, I would play it but it, it, I don't know why it strikes me as like like ukulele, you know, the, yeah. those guys. It's like, well, here's this thing that was, you know, well thought of and stuff. Like Banjo-Kazooie was a big deal back in the day, but is that type of game is like a new banjo type game going to sell a ton? Yeah, today. exactly. So, yeah, is
0: the industry in the same place it was? Right. That's what we talk about with Naughty Dog, right? Where it's like people are like, make another Jack, and it's like, do you really want Naughty Dog to make another
1: Jack? Do you really want them to make another Crash? Like they they've moved so much be- far beyond that. And sometimes that can be really surprising because you know I one of my favorite series of all time is Twisted Metal. Oh yeah. One, two, and Black are some of my favorite games ever. And so I remember when Jaffe drove the, the did but yeah, the ice yeah. cream truck on the stage and stuff. So I was freaking out. Yes, Twisted Metal's come back for PS3. And I remember reviewing that game and I, I liked it, but I remember like thinking, I think this whole thing, this type of gameplay, it feels like the industry's gotten past this. Right. I, I didn't, it was not what I wanted it to be. Sure. So, yeah, I do wonder if, you know, when I play Ukulele or if Beyond Good and Evil 2 comes out, if I'll have that same feeling of like,
0: all right, this is fine, but eh, we've moved past this. Yeah, exactly. So. Nostalgia only takes you so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About
2: five hours in before you put it down. <laughs> Number 11. The Witness is all the rage right now on PlayStation 4 as well as on PC, and creator Jonathan Blow has spoken candidly about a few interesting tidbits concerning the game. For starters, Jonathan Blow has spoken out about how the game is being heavily pirated on PC, something that could be crippling for a long in-development game that costs $40 to purchase. He tweeted out, quote, It seems The Witness is the number one game on a certain popular torrent site. Unfortunately, this will not help us afford to make another game, end quote. However, he tweeted out that without breaking any NDAs, he signed, that The Witness is on track to sell more in a week than Braid sold in its first full year on the market. In 2008 into 2009. As the game costs more than twice what Braid costs, it sounds like Jonathan Blow is going to reap heavy financial benefits regardless of the fact that people are rudely pirating his new project. Jerks. Um, yeah, I think Braid was 15 when it came out. Uh, this is 40, so if it's selling that much in one year, I mean, he's going to be just fine. I'm not condoning what people are doing on PC because that's not right. And he was cool not to put any, um, you know, piracy protections in his game. And I'm sure that's not going to be the case for his next one.
0: <clears throat> Dan. Yeah. Tell me what The Witness... Have you played it? No. No. C- Colin, it's one of those... Ooh. like Colin and I talk about it on all these different shows we do every day. And every time we talk, somebody brings it up or explains it to us, I'm like, I'm so glad people love it and it's getting great scores. And everything you say makes it sound like a game I would not want to play. I'm
1: still going to try it. I just platinumed LEGO yesterday, so tomorrow will be Witness Day. I, I will say this. Uh, I, I anticipate a very long conversation on the Bombcast this week about this as well. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll break down uh, my bullets of this. Sure. If you're going to play it, if you're going to start it tomorrow, commit to playing... A lot of it. Like, okay. don't don't play five hours of this game and then drop it. Because uh, the first night I played, I played four or five hours of it. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't want to say specifics. Like, there's so much discovery in this game and everything. I don't want to... You know, I, I was doing one type of puzzle over and over the first night, and you might fall into that type of thing, like be in one area of the island, and you're doing the same type of thing over and over. And some of the types of puzzles I didn't think were that great. And so my opinion after that first night was kind of like, eh, I don't really see the big deal about it. It's cool. It looks great. Um, I like some of these puzzles, but I wasn't super sold on it. Uh, I've played another, like, eight or ten hours since then, and it's all I'm going to do tonight when I go back. <laughs> and uh, I'm really starting to get what's great about it. Okay. Um, some of these puzzles are really incredible. It, it'll make you feel like the world's biggest idiot and the, the world's biggest genius uh, at the same time. It, it feels so good. It's For anybody complaining about the $40 price tag, no way. Like, this is a several-dozen-hour game game. Uh, it's, it's really fantastic. There are things I really don't like about it. There are some just sort some audio log stuff where it's like just ruminating for way too long about these, you know, artsy, you know, like meaning of life type things. Sure. Like, you know, I just want to do my line puzzles. You know, yeah. it like, this doesn't seem like the type <laughs> of game where I don't want to hear about this ruminations on religion and mankind and stuff. It's, just, it's a line puzzle game. Just give me some line puzzles. Sure, sure, you sure. Know? Sure. Um, so yeah, it's a little up its own ass sometimes, uh, but just ignore that shit. And uh, just for the puzzle elements, it's really really good okay okay yeah but but commit to it it's just
0: I, I but even that it's just like i see people like you know vanderman's drawing all these diagrams and stuff
1: and like everyone is showing notebook pages filled and stuff I'm like i don't know about this i've been this morning i was cutting out uh paper shapes and stuff and my girlfriend made a photoshop template so i could like take certain shapes and manipulate them and turn them and stuff like it's you feel like a goddamn crazy person like, I you don't want, a, no, I don't you're want gonna to have do a cut board with <laughs> yarn and stuff it's gonna be like homeland <laughs> it's, to be I like it a lot. To be
2: fair, this sounds well. Two things: a) you sit there and put Legos together and put them on a fucking portal and play your Lego games. It's no different. And th- two, those instructions
0: are difficult enough.
2: Number number two, uh, this reminds me of the way we used to play games. Yeah, 100%. and and that is there's something special about that. Now, I, I puzzle games are like some of my least favorite games. I would never <laughs> play puzzle games. I fucking hate them. And like what I, what I say is that like I don't play a game to fucking annoy myself. I, and, and I'm seeing a lot of tweets, people enjoying. I've seen tweets from people be like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like. This is this stops being fun and my frustration level hits very quickly when I play games. Unless it's if it's hard where it's like I'm playing a shooter on the hardest difficulty and I'm just getting clowned out by these guys. Well I'm like, I'm gonna keep trying. I know what to do. I gotta hide and I gotta like, you know, be a little sharper with with my shooting and all that kind of stuff. But it's like if it's like I'm in an open world and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you even want me to do. Like I like this isn't this isn't why I play, but it reminds me of playing Dragon Quest when I was a kid or Dragon Warrior or, you know, um, some of these tactical RPGs or whatever, where I'm like taking notes and writing things down, and I yeah. have notebooks full of like, well, my my party in Final Fantasy VI in this in this town can buy this 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 and this, and I need this much money, and I'm writing all these things down and keeping track of how much money I'm making, like because games were simpler. It, it's it's funny how the games are more complex, and this seems like a complex and expensive game in some ways in terms of its puzzle solving. Yet it has this spirit. Of something old, and I think that's something that's really cool. When I see people's pictures like that, like
1: it, you know, it feels like you're actually discovering things and learning things as you play. Like if you look up any guides or anything, like th- that is not the right way yeah. to play that. Well, game. it's
0: like it's yeah. That's the big thing is the people who are tweeting out things that make sense. I'm sure to other players like you, but like like somebody I, I forget who I saw tweeted today but it was like, I just. Discuss I just figured out what the black pillars mean in the witness, and I it's
4: changed it's, oh, I uh, know it's they so mean amazing. Oh, and what I, do they exactly. Mean? <laughs> and I thought I was like, they were just
0: tires. That's a cool, like that's a cool, like I don't know ex- I don't know anything about what you're saying, but I like uh-huh. I like that idea of like oh the light
1: bulb. There is a mystery to it in the in the same way that I don't know it's a weird analogy to draw, but like in Mortal Kombat back in the arcades when like Mortal Kombat 2 or 3 came out, right? I remember like rumors going around at like recess being like, I heard if you you know yep. use only low kick for three fights in a row and then down and block when toasty guy comes out on the portal level and then people be like that's a bullshit rumor like no when reptile sticks out behind the tree you do this stupid thing and like those mystery things you know when when you talk about seeing those tweets like oh these things mean something yeah it's really cool discovering that stuff yeah so it's yeah i'm i'm way on board now despite some things that i don't like about it all right i'll give it a shot number
2: 12 the ratchet and clank movie is quickly nearing its release in a few months alongside a reboot of the original ps2 classic ratchet and clank which comes soon to playstation 4 but did you know that Insomniac also got close to making a Resistance movie? In an interview with IGN, Ted Price, the CEO and founder of this of uh, the company, was asked which Insomniac created property he'd love to work on a movie next for. He said Resistance. Ryan Schneider, who's been an in Insomniac forever uh, and is the producer of the Ratchet and Clank movie, noted that the company quote came pretty far with Resistance, but what what happens is you have producers get other projects, actors get other projects, priorities change. End quote. That was really surprised me because mm. uh, it seemed like no one wanted anything to do with Resistance anymore. I still have hope that they'll. Uh, they'll reboot it at some point. Maybe not Insomniac, but some
1: Netflix show. I, I think you got to listen to the fans and the fans are loud and clear in that they want a Fuse movie. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did. Remember yeah. the box
2: art for Fuse? How terrible oh, yeah. it was. Just the head
1: cut off. Yeah.
2: I like have no idea. Like That is one of the saddest... Things I've ever when it was seen. over striking, yeah. that art style. You're like, cool. this
0: looks all right, and then it just became Fuse. Like, what the hell? Oh, this and this and I remember game. that
2: I, I, so I wrote when I wrote the history of Insomniac, which people can Google. I wrote a, a very long, um, I think, multi part piece on Insomniac, and I went, I spent a lot of time there and talked to a lot of people, and we were talking about Fuse and why it kind of failed or whatever, and like what was going on with the game. It actually might even, maybe not why it failed, but why it changed because it might not have even been out when I wrote this. And um, they were talking about how. And some people tried to walk it back. I think I I, I don't really re- like remember exactly what was happening. There's some conflicting information depending on who you were talking to, but just like EA got its hands on this game and just like mm-hmm. and totally focus tested it and took this like very insomniac style, cute, over-the-top game with crazy weapons and stuff, which was always their tradition in, in Resistance and in Ratchet, obviously, and like made it into something much more serious. And that box art says everything you need to know about yeah. like what they did to that game. They made they took a, a cool name, like Overstrike and made it fuse these bros and, like and haze. And chicks, it reminds like, me of haze. yeah like exactly oh, and, and the box art was fucking terrible yeah and oh and that game bombed yeah it should have bombed <laughs> it, sucked. <laughs> it, it like, sucked it was very yeah. mediocre it was it was exactly
1: like, it, it was middle
0: play, of the road it played it was, fine it was game designed know? by committee yeah these yeah. people come in and they don't get it this guy doesn't get it so change 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 and there you go you have no vision anymore
2: yep number 13 Gaming website Polygon has relayed an analysis by a group called Eco Partners or Ico Partners, ICO, all capitalized, which noted that in the study of media coverage of games for the year, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt was the most discussed video game in all of 2015. Fallout 4, Grand Theft Auto Five, Star Wars Battlefront, and Minecraft round out the top five. It's worth noting that Fallout 4 would have certainly won the battle had it been announced for the duration of the year and came out earlier in the year, just like Witcher 3 did. Witcher 3 only edged out Fallout 4 by 2% of coverage, with Fallout wow. 4 having the benefit of only being announced for half the year and coming out in November. Wow. So Fallout 4 obviously dominated the conversation, but Witcher 3 overall, cumulatively uh, dominated. Number 14. EA has spoken a bit about three of its upcoming titles, Titanfall 2, The New Battlefield, and Mass Effect Andromeda, and narrowed the window as to when we can expect to play these three games. In a conference call, EA's CFO, Blake Jorgensen, confirmed that all three games should launch between October of 2016 and March of 2017. Quote, you should assume that a battlefield will come typically in the third quarter when we normally have it. We're not announcing when Titanfall or Mass Effect Andromeda will come, but you should assume that's in the back half of the year as well because the second quarter is so dominated by our sports titles. End quote. You should it's worth noting he's talking about financial quarters. Number fifteen, Metal Gear Solid 5. The Phantom Pain has proven to be a huge boon for Konami. For starters, the game is officially shipped to retailers and sold at digital six million copies. This increase this increased Konami's digital sector revenue 37.5%. Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card titles also contributed to a healthy Konami bottom line. The company's overall operating profit reached $143.7 million over the last three quarters.
1: Yu-Gi-Oh! is still a thing? Apparently. All right. People love Yu-Gi-Oh! Actually,
2: is it a... No, it's not a Yu-Gi-Oh! game that comes to... Let me look. I'm getting this confused. No, Digimon. Ah. Same same thing in my mind. Number 16, it's not the same thing at all. Number 16, <laughs> Street Fighter V producer Yoshinori Ono spoke about, Yoshi. about some of the edits he and his team made to the upcoming PS4 and PC exclusive fighting game, specifically in regards to Armika and Kami. Speaking with GameSpot, Ono said, quote, you may have seen some time ago for Armika's critical art cut scene, the camera angle was changed a bit, and we made some other changes with how the camera angles worked with the characters. That was one of our answers to some of this feedback. We want everyone to be able to enjoy playing the game. We don't want anything offensive in there. Want everyone to be able to enjoy the game as much as possible, so we're working to be able to provide a friendly environment for everyone. I want to talk about that story with you guys a little bit. What do you What do you think of, of that? Because obviously, it's a very sensitive time. Sure, the last two years or so with uh, creativity in gaming and, and censorship in gaming, although it seems like Capcom has self-censored itself.
0: That's that's what I... This is different to me than external forces coming, you change the ending, do this, whatever, right? right? This is them looking at the rational reactions of like, oh, why, are my, why, is, why is she touching her butt? Why are we looking at her butt? What's happening right now? Right. And them going like, all right, that's not the That's not what we were going for. We didn't. We weren't trying to oversexualize her, but so many people think we are. Maybe we should. Guys. What do you guys think? And then coming to a rational. All right, cool. We'll do it. You know
2: what I mean? They weren't backed into a corner. They just made the call on their own. Agreed. I am. Yeah, yeah um, to me, it's um, the one concerning thing I have, and this goes with like Tecmo Koei and some other companies that are making decisions, not even bringing games out here because they're afraid of a very small vocal minority attacking them for being uh, sexist or. Bigoted in some way, whatever sure. whatever it happens to be, I still believe that we've um, we've been quiet enough to allow uh, an environment of Orwellian kind of shit going on in our game, in the games industry, and in other creative mediums. Where um, if you're not part of the groupthink, then you're a bad person, and this makes people preemptively afraid of doing things that might ruffle some people's feathers. And I think that's a huge fucking problem. I'm not saying that that's necessarily what's going on with Armika in, in Street Fighter Five. I don't care. Sure. And I don't care about any of these things specifically. None of these games speak to me. But when I know um, Tecmo Koei is basically saying, or at least said, and then walked back in some way that they did not bring out uh, Extreme Volleyball 3 or whatever that are alive because of what they will assume will happen. Um, There's a chilling effect. A pro- Yeah, that to me is a problem, just in the sense that people are allowed to express their, have the freedom to express whatever they want, disdain, disgust, excitement, whatever it is for specific games. But I don't think it's, it's healthy for creativity when we jump on things that don't resonate with us but aren't necessarily that tasteful. Yeah. You know? Um and taste is in the eye of the beholder as well. Yep. So number 17, this is the wrap up. Twin stick shooter We Are Doomed is coming to PS Vita on February 9th. Stickball the dodgeball adventure is coming to PS4 at an undetermined time in the future. Puzzle Platformer Organic Panic comes to PS4 in March. Top down shooter Live Lock is coming to PS4 later in uh, twenty sixteen. Arcade sports game Dangerous Golf is coming to PS4 in May Robot battling game Blade Ballet is coming to PS4 in the spring. Tron-themed runner, Tron Runner, Run slash R, is coming to PlayStation 4 on February 16th. Platinum Games, much-leaked TMNT game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. There's a spelling error here no one's going to see, but I'm going to fix it. Has been revealed and will be coming to PS4 and PS3 as well as other platforms this summer. Techland's upcoming DLC expansion for Dying Light, the following, reportedly contains an area twice as big as the area explored in the original core game. And finally... It is a cool little story. If you want to see a cool story about an unreleased Saints Row PSP game called Saints Row Undercover, uh, and get a chance to download the file to play it yourself, you can go to Unseen Sixty
1: Four and start clicking around and figuring that out. Pretty cool. We played that on uh, Friday on our Unprofessional Friday show. How'd it work? It is not a finished game. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk? Yeah, it turns this out, out it's left uh, abandoned
0: on a, v- uh, P- a PSP.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's completely broken, but it's still just kind of a cool thing to see. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, what's yeah. your read on the Ninja Turtles? I'm curious. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Sure yeah. The trailer looks interesting, cool. Yeah, I mean, I my time with Ninja Turtles ended, you know, in my childhood. I haven't seen the new movies or anything. Sure. I think it's actually kind of cool that they're relevant and that kids like the turtles now. because yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's stuff I like back then. But I'll play it. I'd love to play a good Turtles game. I think I reviewed that Out of the Shadows, mm. that super shitty uh, Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah, and gave it like a one out of ten or something. It's fucking terrible. So, a good Turtles game in 2016, I would totally. play Anywhere but up. Yep. Colin. Yeah. I'm excited to see how this Ninja Turtles games mm. come out. But it's
2: just so far away. It is. If I wanted to know what was coming to mom and grop shops this week, where would I go? You go to the upcoming list of uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co founders. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few <laughs> games this week. AIPD comes to PS4 digitally. Says enter the AI arena and fight evil artificial intelligences with a variety of weapons and modifications. AIPD is a top down co op twin stick shooter. Enjoy thousands of possible combinations of enemy and arena permutations that give you an unprecedented and nearly unlimited arcade experience. They're learning. They're getting they're listening, they're at a right. every every time Colin critiques the little
0: blurbs for the games. Okay. Some of them are terrible. They tell you. And I got into a conversation
2: it. with the banner saga guys where I'm like, this is a great game and your your description's <laughs> terrible. Huh. You know, like you're not selling your game at all. You don't even say what it is. This is the official description, yeah. right? Okay. Albedo Eyes from Outer Space comes to PS4 digitally. It says Albedo Eyes from Outer Space is a brain-wracking sci-fi puzzle adventure with first-person elements. A wonderfully rich 60s sci-fi style and a unique approach to adventure storytelling delivers mystery and amazement.
0: I like both those things.
2: Amazing Discoveries in Outer Space comes to PS4 digitally. It says an odyssey through the galaxy where physics-based spaceflight and platforming action blend seamlessly together. Explore a colorful universe filled with amazing discoveries, alien races, and fashionable hats. Unfortunately, your only company is Zing, a navigation computer with no memory of your whereabouts and a slightly faulty social circuit. Crypt of the Necrodancer comes to PS4 and PS Vita digitally. This one looks dope. It's a great game. Have you you played the PC version? Yes. It's really cool. Crypt of the Necrodancer is an award-winning hardcore roguelike rhythm game. Move to the music and deliver beatdowns to the beat. It is cross-by between the platforms. Yeah.
0: So tell me more about it, because the way it went is that the developer reached out to me and was like, hey, I didn't realize you had a test kit. Would you like one? I was like, hell yeah, no. I want to code or whatever. And then it, we were getting into this, so I haven't had a chance to play it, but I watched the videos. I was like,
1: dude, your game looks awesome. It's it's really cool. It's it's a roguelite, I guess, technically, because you yeah. can you know, buy stuff and unlock things. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh you tap. I, I played on PC, so sure. I added the arrow keys and to the beat of the music and you can set uh, like you can set it to all metal versions of the theme or, you know, all electronic versions sure. or whatever. Or on PC, you could actually bring in your own MP3s and it would like kind of set up Figure the beats out. to yeah. that. Yeah. And so you can only move like move and attack on the beat. Gotcha. So you'll find yourself just kind of like nodding your head, like, you know, dun, 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 dun. You're moving every single beat. And if you fuck up on that, I think you can get hurt. Sure. It's been a while since I played it, but uh, it's very difficult. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I never beat it. I think I got to like the third world out of, I think there was four or five. But uh, this really, is really not cool on my stuff. radar, Colin. I'm looking forward you, to this. You should play cool. it. It's cool. It's very good. Uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth
2: comes to PS4 and PS Vita Digital. PS4 versions retail people are excited about this game really yeah I'm seeing like some buzz for it celebrating its 15th anniversary the Digimon franchise makes its faithful return to PlayStation in true RPG form in Digimon story cyber sleuth scan raise and train your faithful Digimon companions to battle by your side in classic turn-based battles I think some Vita fans are excited about it. gravity rush remastered comes to PS4 digital and retail I feel like we've had this game for a long time uh gain a new perspective as cat a strong-willed girl trying to protect her future in a world that's crumbling to pieces with incredible gravity altering abilities, Cat is the only one who can salvage the floating city of Hexville. If only could she if only she could remember who she is. I don't like that write up. it's just you should have just bend it. It's a superhero story. It's a new superhero story. Enjoy it. Lego Marvel's Avengers demo. Now oh, okay. Uh, and it says PS4 PS3 digital out the third when does it come out for the game's out? That's just the, oh, demo. the demo. That's just the demo. So that yeah, comes we've out already ta- we've already told yeah. you to go get it. I'm in it. Aldrich Letter Quest Remastered comes to Vita digitally. This game sounds cool. Ever wonder what would happen if you cross Scrabble with an RPG? Now you don't have to because Letter Quest is here. Help Grim and Rose, a couple of adorable Grim Reapers, defeat monsters, ghosts, evil bunnies, and more using the power of words. Okay, like Typing of the Dead. Exactly, exactly oh, what I was thinking. yeah!
1: All right. Bought a keyboard for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mega Dimension Neptunia Seven comes to PS4 digital and retail. Neptune's Adventure is now going out of this world and entering the world of Platform Zero. Gaming industry has entered a precarious season known as the CPU shift period. During this time of social unrest, dep- uh, deprecating rumors about the CPUs have begun to saturate gaming industry. Neptune and the others worry the citizens will soon call for new leaders to replace them, and that their rule will end. Like every other Neptunian game, it's a Japanese role playing game. Right. That's a making fun of the making industry. fun of the games industry. Nitro Plus Blasters Heroines Infinite Duel comes to PS4 Digital and Retail. Been waiting for this one a long time. The greatest heroines of the Nitro Plus Visual Novels come together in a battle royale. Choose from 12 core characters plus two DLC characters. Bring any two of 20 partners and build up your power gauge to unleash your awe-inspiring lethal blaze. Okay. (laughs) Not a Hero comes to PS4 Digitally. It says when an anthropomorphic rabbit mayoral candidate from the future named Bunny Lord needs a murderous loner to clean up the city during the election... Steve heroically offers up his dubious skills with a gun and a lack of self-preservation instinct to this mysterious stranger from beyond. It's hard to believe this is
0: just coming out mm-hmm. on PlayStation 4. It feels like we've heard about it forever. It's a bunny mayoral candidate. Right. right. Okay. He's the one who hires. You, have you ever played this one? I have not. It's
2: fun. Yeah, we yeah. played it on PC a long time ago. Yeah, aren't? we have a West Point mm-hmm. I think, for. Final game is Royal Defense, which comes to Vita digitally. It says the castle needs a hero as hordes of trolls are surrounding it. Build towers, save money, learn spells, and keep the enemy away. Follow the exciting story of the Dwarven Kingdom's eternal struggle against the troll hordes who only want to crush the dwarves and claim their territory. I like me a good pet tower defense game on the, uh, on the PlayStation Vita. So Who doesn't? I might look into that. And that's it for the, uh, for the games. Daniel. Yes. Before we move to other things. Yes. How are you doing?
0: Yeah. I had told you 90 minutes when you got here at 3 o'clock that's come and gone. Do you need to bail? Do you need to? Get, I your, can finish the podcast for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. yeah, yeah as Just long make as sure. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we we'll probably got another like thirty in front of us. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Good. I figure. Right? I don't know. Who the hell knows with this show? I don't know. Wherever it goes, it goes. Mm-hmm. Colin. Yeah. Time for topic of the show. Tons, 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 Tons. We have little little segment <laughs> things oh, okay. We do. It's fun. Right. We're, have fun we, have, here, right? we have fun here. We have fun here. We're not, we're not right. your normal workplace. Okay. Buddha wrote in to kind slash psq and says, "Hey, Colin and Greg." Long time fan and listener, figure I give this question thing a go. A few episodes back, you had mentioned that the PS4's life cycle will most definitely not be most definitely not be as long as the PS3's was and proposed that the PS5 will be released at the lace at least by 2020, making the PlayStation 4's life cycle about 7 years. My question is this Do you think the PS4's potential will be fully achieved by the time PS5 releases? We are now in the PS4's third year, and games are still being developed for both PS3 and PS4. If we are at the almost halfway point for the PS4's life cycle, and certain developers still aren't making native PS4 games, I feel like the potential of PS4 isn't being fully achieved and won't be by the time PS5 releases. The final years of the PS3 were some of the greatest because developers found ways to work around constraints they were given. Will we ever have a Last of Us moment with the PS4? P.S. I love hard Buddha. It's a reference to uh, the the hit the hit the hit movie with Fifty movie? Shades of Grey. Oh, I see. Where he goes, okay. I fuck hard. He oh. doesn't. He doesn't make love. He fucks mm. hard. That's right? the dialogue. That's yeah, the line. Yeah. Okay. That's a real one. Let's pull pulled from the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Great.
2: Are we ever gonna hit the true potential of the PlayStation Four? Yeah, of course. Of course we will. It took you know the Last of Us came out. Uh, the year ps4 came out Mm -hmm. so it's you know you might have to be a little patient the last of us is definitely the the console's best game i think but um yeah i was surprised i mean to his point platinum is making for instance a ps4 and ps3 iteration of turtles and certainly this isn't gonna push the ps4 to its absolute limit sure and you see a lot of japanese developers still doing this because ps3 still thrives there so it's the same thing with persona 5 like that's going to be a ps3 game that was clearly just put on ps4 tales of zisteria was another game that was just released on PS4 just for the West. It didn't even come out in Japan on the PS4. So um, I don't think it's a huge problem because I, I still think we overestimate power. Like power doesn't, doesn't tell the tale necessarily of, of why a game's good or bad, nor does our obsession with frame rate and, and, and resolution. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The greatest game of this generation could be an 8-bit game for all I care. Like, is it good? And like, does it speak to me? And is it fun? Um, I just think we're like way too focused on like that of equating extracting power from a machine to making a game better. You know, yeah. I don't think that they're necessarily they could be, but not necessarily correlated with each other. Yeah.
1: Dan, I think exclusives are, are more of an important thing right now yeah. because it has nothing to do with power for me necessarily. My favorite game of last year was Mario Maker, which, you know, obviously is not pushing a ton of sure. polygons or anything. Um, so, yeah, it's, this, this is the console generation I've been the most lukewarm on. And we're two or three years we're coming up on three years into this console generation. And I find myself for the first time playing almost everything on PC
4: mm. um, and,
1: and not a power thing. I've never been like a graphics whore or anything like that. But uh, the exclusives on both, both PlayStation and Xbox have not really grabbed me uh, so far. I'm trying to think of what's grabbed me the most. Like Infamous Second Son was kind of like disappointing for me. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think on Xbox. You know, Halo 5 was good, but, you know, it's, it was just another Halo Halo game. It yep. felt like, uh, man, I'm trying to think of a single Bloodborne. I guess Bloodborne is probably the biggest standout for me on on PlayStation or Xbox. Um, so, yeah, I want to see something kind of light a fire uh, on the console because I have not felt that yet. And until that happens, I'm going to keep playing on PC and I'll be playing, you know, weird Wii U stuff on the Wii U. Yeah, um, I think what
0: he's talking about here with, you know, the fact that PS3 and PS4 games are still being developed together, right, and be released. That's a business decision. When I start thinking about that, I'm thinking of third party publishers. When I'm thinking of that, I'm not thinking on ps4 playstation 2 xbox anything of the third party game that pushed it all to the limit or you know what i mean like if i'm thinking ps3 it's last of us i'm thinking ps2 i'm thinking remember it's a similar last of us where god of war 2 came out at the end you know what i mean ps3 was on the market yep but god of war 2 came out and looked amazing and was awesome Mm -hmm. and everybody loved it you know what i mean like that's why you have these first party exclusives you have these people who are making something on one piece of hardware because even when you're talking about my game comes to xbox one and ps4 immediately then there is a split of like well we have to make it all look the same What's this right, resolution right. or what? The, 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 you, when you have something where you can go all in on one platform and make it look great, and that's when you find something usually that's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we'll find the... I think people are right now trying to extract the best they can what they can from the PlayStation. Yeah, game. and
2: I also think that the, the old consoles are being abandoned readily with the exception of a few games. You're going to see Call of Duty still do well on the old consoles for a couple of years. Minecraft's obviously murdering on PS3 and especially on Xbox 360. But you also see tea leaves, uh, you know, reading the tea leaves of, of different situations. One major thing that I saw that I read into very much was when Wolfenstein The New Order came out. It was on PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One. And when it's Sandal and DLC came out, it was only on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, that said like... They are, they saw that there was no reason to even do it. Like, they probably saw a very a small fraction of their sales on the old consoles. And so these Western publishers and developers have readily moved away from the old consoles. Like, we read the list of games coming out every week. And even though PS Plus still gives PS3 free games, when's the last time a PS3 game even came out? You know, like Lego will come in the PS3 or something like that. But, like, when, there's no, like, PS3 exclusive games coming out anymore? Or like Yakuza. last generation exclusive, yeah, Yakuza. But that's because that game was very late. And I'm just saying, I'm I'm just saying so that you you know the comments yeah. don't flog. You. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but Yakuza is just a late port. Exactly, it took forever. The next Yakuza game is a PS4 game, so it's yep. it's it's uh, you know, uh, I I just I just feel like I've said this in the past. I think, and we used to talk about some podcasts beyond. Like I didn't even really need PS4. I was excited about it, but I was like, well, what can we do on? Uh, are, are, is the way we're ch- playing games changing because we're moving to a next console? Of course not. Like nothing's, nothing systemically has changed at all between the consoles. Right. Not, not, there's nothing that the PS4 does that the PS3 couldn't have done. Maybe not as pretty or maybe not running into a great frame rate or a good resolution, but it could have played all of those games. Like There's not a single PS4 game that I played that couldn't have been on the PS3. And that's fine because I play... I like shooters and I like third-person action games and I like side-scrollers and all those kinds of things. These are These are... That's why I'm so excited about PSVR because I do feel like this is actually going to be the first time we play games that are different, that are really different. But it doesn't necessarily, need, we don't necessarily need difference for difference's sake. You know? We yeah. play, we've been playing Mario for 30 years. More than that. And it's, it, it was the prototype for a side-scrolling genre that still thrives to this day and that's the way we play. So what I always say about, you know, like there's certain things with, with analog sticks and shoulder buttons and, and all these kinds of things. Like what else can we possibly do? It's, uh, it's not even up to the developers anymore. It's like what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's like kind of the thing I like, I don't, I, you know, that's why I think people kind of fall in and out of games. And even I fall in and out of games sometimes. Cause, cause you know, where I go a couple months not playing anything. Cause I'm just like, how
0: it's many just fucking shooters? Exactly. It's another open, but then world I'm excited about, about it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Dan, I don't know. What's your stance on the whole VR thing? Is that, got, is that doing? I'm, for I'm you? big on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've uh, yeah spent time with all three of the major ones, and I, I like them all a lot. I really like the uh, the hand controller stuff. I've done that with Oculus Touch. I've done it with the, the still Vive Vibe. I I know what. How do you say it? It's Vibe, isn't it? Vive? is a vibe. I thought so. I I have to think about it every time. I like the HTC thing and uh, the <laughs> yeah, Oculus HTC Touch v- thing. Uh, I had my first time with PlayStation VR at PSX a month ago or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's good. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah. No, we're, we're we're believers. We like. You know what I mean. It took. I think the more we got to use it, or you know,
0: like for me, I, I Colin was on it right away after he played Eve Valkyrie on Oculus back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like for me, it was like you know, it was fun. That was, but like more and more, like, doing different things in yep. it, and then finally at PSX you again, know, you sit down with Rez. And Put that on and be in that you world. You do the suit and, like, thing and everything. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, and I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah. this is awesome.
1: Yep, I'm totally on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. yeah, interesting topic of the show. It is. I think you'll be fine. I mean, what's? I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, Buddha's question is PS4. You know, will the potential ever fully be reached? Was the potential fully reached on PS3? Was it on PS2? You
2: don't. I mean, the, we. I we can go what and say even, what was even different between PS2 and PS3. I mean, that's like those yeah. are the like that's the quite other than power. Yeah. Like what was the fund like what was the fundamental genre or the fundamental new way we played other than motion? PSN downloads, but yeah, right. But I know, but, yeah. but delivering games like so. Yeah, there was a different way of receiving games Everything or buying games. It really,
0: what you're doing in this is you know when we're talking about PlayStation and buying you know one to two to three to four, we're talking about like basically you're upgrading your OS you know what i mean yeah. like your hardware for sure but i mean like well, it's like you know when i think about what i love about the playstation 4 you know it's like oh play you on ps3 i'm like oh i don't want to use the xmb
1: again but, but there are gameplay things that come about with more power like look at uh, shadow of mordor uh the nemesis system was only on xbox one and ps4 uh, they stripped that whole thing out for the previous generations and that was easily the best thing about that game for me so with that more power comes you know more freedom for developers to make huge crazy systems like that so it's not just you know graphics and number polygons or whatever Sure, sure, but not. the question
0: would be, like, if you if they weren't trying to... Let's say the PlayStation 4 didn't exist, would they have been able to get Nemesis working on You know what I mean? Was it something they abandoned because, well, we're going to put it all into this? You know what I mean? Right, right. that's the argument. Because it's similar. When he said a second ago, like anything, I'm like, well, fucking Witcher couldn't. But if you dialed Witcher graphics way the fuck down... Yeah, you would have to make major like, concessions. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You'd still be able to have this giant open-world RPG, which just wouldn't look that great. Yep. And plus, you had Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, so you were fine. <laughs> you should just accept what you had. Colin? Yeah. Seems like as good a place as ever for me to reach out. Touch your hand. Tell you that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Building a website can be tough. And even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair, whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need one anyway. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful website tools that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with Intuitive, you know, well, that seems like a double up in the sentence. Anyways, we use Squarespace to build the original kind of funny site. And let me tell you, Nick is dumb. And if Nick could build kind dot com originally on Squarespace, Dan, anybody can use Squarespace.
4: I,
1: I use Squarespace to build a site and it worked and I'm real stupid with that stuff. What's your site? DanRiker.com.
0: If I go there, could I buy like your t-shirts and your books and stuff? Yes, you could. Oh, that sounds awesome. Sign copies of the books. Whoa.
4: Yeah, there
0: we go. How does it feel to be an author and signing books and everything? It's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Was I, that Was that easy to do? Which part? I'm well, not writing the book, but I mean getting it published.
1: Uh, yeah, I use Amazon self-publishing service, mm-hmm. and there's lots of stuff you have to look up, and like getting ISBN numbers and all that stuff. Sure, sure, and, sure. Uh, It's a process for sure, but uh, oh, I love it. Right.
0: Yep. Well, go to danrecker.com and buy that books, yeah. and then go to Squarespace. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. So what are you waiting for? Start a free trial with no credit card required right now, right today. You go to squarespace.com and use the offer code PS. To get ten percent off your first purchase and to show your support for PS, I love you XOXO. We thank Squarespace for their support of PS, I love you XOXO. Squarespace, you should. I was waiting for the
1: you should. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Right. Now we said build it beautiful yeah. forever yeah. And, yep. ever we, and ever and ever and ever. Same hey, with Re- us. Re- <laughs> Re-
2: yeah. Weird. Re-
0: Reader mail,
1: Maelstrom. mail Re- call.
0: Um, Wait, but before
2: you do that, where do you want to put the trophy segment in? I was going to do it as one of the cleanup. Clean oh, okay,
0: but okay. you know, you've teased it enough. Do it now. Well, I'm just introduce the new I'm just segment. Wonder, I'm, but I'm just wondering where we're. Uh, but it's for the stream, right? I'm not worried about it. So, where where do you want to put the trophy segment?
2: Uh, I'm asking you. I mean, it doesn't matter to me.
0: I don't. Let's shake it up. We'll put it here from
2: okay. now on. The trophy segment. Explain everything you're doing. So no, we we uh, we got a recommendation that we've gotten a few times in the past, but like not often. But I still think it's a great idea to just talk about trophies for just a few minutes. Either the trophies we're getting or the trophies I think more aptly the trophies that have gone live that indicate you know what some upcoming games are getting and i use psm profiles or exo phase for that um so that's basically it so we can just spend as much time as we want or as little time as we want depending on um what do you got a title for it? what do you want to call it um what do you think i don't know uh tr- trophy time trophy time with your boy colin M. trophy time well that's no, not just with me
4: trophy i time. know i
0: know trophy time it is so first the, of all the, the movement pass trophy time oh, oh, oh
2: so first of all seems like a tool time reference it does it does so first of all have you been getting any interesting trophies lately
0: i platinum lego yesterday it was very exciting there's always the thing about the lego platinum is it's fun it's enjoyable it's time consuming took me about 30 hours colin i did about 30 hours to get this platinum trophy in lego right and there always comes that point where there's that thing of like why am i doing what am i doing why am i grinding out all these gold bricks just flying around the city picking up gold bricks and doing all these dumb things but then you get through it you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like that is that dip we all get when we're out there trophy hunting when you're you're in a long platinum and you're just like oh maybe i should move on to something else and come back and i'm like no no if i move on i'll never get back to this i do that all the time i will get back to uh, phantom pain i will one day get back to phantom pain in platinum phantom pain but i did take my foot off the gas finally completed it yesterday I had that whole thing too where like this trophy should have popped why didn't it pop? Is it glitched? Am I screwed? Is everything you know? Is it, did I just waste 25 hours of my life? But I didn't. Right. I got the platinum. Good it was you. really good. Good for you. What about you? What, are you, what, are you, what trophies are you get? Uh,
2: just uh, Boy and Blob. I've been playing on Vita, and I really like that game a lot. Uh, it's an old Wii game from 2009, but um, you're getting trophies in that, and then uh, for Boy and a Blob, it's an is it, is
0: it just visually upgraded? Like, where's did they do no, stuff to it? I don't think any it? upgrade okay. at all.
2: And then um. Uh, just going back to Wolfenstein, playing the, the old blood, playing the challenges. I still have to beat the game on Uber, which is fine. It's not gonna be that big of a deal, but, um, the challenge mode is awesome. And I I was, I, I reflected on, on Twitter yesterday that I really like these standalone DLC kind of story packs that also have some sort of arena combat in them. And I was talking about infamous first light. Yeah, of course. Which I think the best part of that was the arena stuff fighting, um, against Augustine and stuff like that. Um, and like running up your score. I thought that that was like really enjoyable and really fun and Wolfenstein has a similar thing where you like unlock these challenges and go back to maps and like have to run up scores by like getting headshots and combos and all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty hard Um, and I've, you know, I've been picking those off very slowly so I've been doing that as well. Um, That's basically it. I got the Gone Home trophies except for like a couple. And yeah, did uh, you ever go back and get your no, speed run or anything? No, part you go into anything? I don't know. Probably. You will.
0: you are yeah. not, not hard. I'll come in and do them for you. We'll see. Get to 100. We'll see.
1: Now you switch over to this PC business.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you care about
1: Steam achievements? Does that, does that draw you? The whole achievement thing has fallen off pretty substantially for yeah. me because I used to be obsessed with Xbox 360. Sure. Um, so I, I think I have like 147,000 on there or something. And nice. I spent so much time you know, reviewing games on 360 and stuff back in college, like trying to get every achievement point. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, once it switched over to PS4 and that became what I played more, it's like, well shit, now I'm get, trying to get all these trophies and stuff. But then it just felt like kind of a fool's errand at that point because I had already spent so much time trying to build my gamer score up yeah. on 360, and so I still go for them because it's fun. It just gives me an excuse to keep playing a game I'm enjoying. Yep. Like, I just played through uh, the Resident Evil remake. You know, they, they put that out. Yeah. Um, the HD... Re-release. The remake, remaster, yeah. right. re-release, whatever, uh, and yeah, I'm trying to do all the you know different endings and stuff like that. So because I'm liking that game and I want to play it more, I'll go after those achievements or trophies. Uh, but most of my stuff's on PC now, so I don't give a shit about Steam yeah. achievements really. So uh, it's weird. Yeah, I remember when we were
0: back at PlayStation, we were or oh geez, when we were back at IG and we were so into PlayStation trophies or whatever, right? And then like you know, I left the PlayStation team. Colin continued to be super into them. Then. He had like a come to Jesus moment where he wasn't just going to platinum garbage anymore, and then it's like we it all evolved and changed, and like now it's like I only care about a platinum if I really care about a game. Like I'm not yeah. just going to platinum a game, but it's a platinum a game.
1: My dark period with that was when I first started the Game Informer, and they've got this huge vault with like every goddamn game you can imagine right. in there. It's like oh I have access to everything, like and so I'm looking up all the like easiest, easiest thousand yeah, points, like, yeah, yeah. Night at the Museum. All right, yeah, I'll yeah. spend three hours of my yep. life playing Night at the Museum, and then Jumper, and yep. you know, all these yeah. like oh, shitty yeah, games yeah, yeah. like yeah, Avatar. Yeah. Sure, that's five minutes.
0: Have them. I have the Hannah Montana platinum. Right. Uh, I sat there with Wonder Book because it was two hours. Oh, got the platform
1: for Wonder Book. Yeah. It's so yeah. a video of me and Jim Riley playing that on yeah. the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets real into it, as you can imagine. <laughs> I'm sure. <Just> a, <laughs> He's a, a live excitement. liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just loves all that. Childlike glee so. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so, three games uh, of any consequence have trophies this week. Like, <laughs> like new, new stuff upcoming that games. popped up. Uh, Mega Dimension of 7 has trophies. Uh, don't really care about that. My number nine trophies have gone up. Um, I saw this list actually a long time ago. I just wasn't allowed to talk about it. Uh, it seems hard there's trophies for completing the game on normal hard and hyper difficulty beating the game in 120 minutes beating the game in 60 minutes um fine play technical bonuses for all the bosses which i think is like basically flawlessly getting through them uh point uh trophies and stuff like that achieve an s result um all this kind of stuff so it's going to be tough completing boss mode super hard boss rush mode in 20 minutes probably gonna be pretty tough uh and finally uh the disappointment of the week comes from firewatch uh who's maybe has one of the worst trophy lists i've ever fucking seen in my life and and uh this is a real shame because first of all this game might have been able to have a platinum but even if it didn't you could have been a little more thoughtful with your trophies these trophies are fucking garbage and and I'm and I'm, and I'm excited for this game yeah but like this week it's uh, next, no, week. next week oh, okay uh, oh, wow. g- so you get uh, bronze silver and three golds that's it complete day one complete day two complete day 76 complete day 77 complete day 79 that's it there's like nothing interesting about any of the trophies um, wow. and I just don't understand how developers don't get that it matters like it might not matter to everyone but it matters to a lot of Hardcore PlayStation gamers that there's trophies there. And lo and behold, I went on the Facebook group on you know our Facebook oh, yeah. uh, fan run group. Uh, it was almost seven thousand strong on on uh, Facebook, and people were bitching about it like as immediately when they went up. Like, sure. So this
0: is the thing that matters. Sean vanneman co-founder of Campo Santo, of course the guys behind uh Firewatch. Uh, of course, when this went live, people immediately started tweeting at me about it. So then I immediately tweeted to him. I was like, God damn it, Vanaman! And he, his response are his twofold tweets. Number one, it'll make sense when you play. He says. And then number two, he follows up with we thought a lot about trophies and decided to keep it simple because of the story. And that's I, it, This is very this is very much like I, he's hung up on the because th- th- it's just complete the chapters, right? Which I'm I'm not against. Right. You know what I mean? I like that fine in walking dead like complete the episodes and this that and the other King Kong Peter Jackson's yeah. King Kong. <laughs> the template for how all yeah. trophies and achievements should be done. <laughs> but that is the thing is I guess right now I don't I don't know i can i can only say what i've you know i project on firewatch right and it, for me it looks like it's gonna be this awesome story and i want to get lost in it dah, dah, dah. so like i guess i don't i mean i understand what he's saying you know what I mean? they, they don't want people worrying about like finishing the game in 15 steps or like unfinished swan right of like do it without throwing any paint or stuff like that but that's all stuff you do on the, the the back end you know what i mean afterwards like gone home when i played replayed gone home it was like i didn't even look at it i'm just gonna play through and then i played through and then i went through and got all my trophies mm-hmm. or whatever
4: yeah, I don't, yeah, I was I don't think he had to worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I, just, no, I, I don't think he oh, had to worry about oh, it. No, I don't think I, I, I would
0: have preferred it to have a platinum or more trophies because then you have Taco Master that's got a platinum and it's like, well, yeah, Is that, I guess Taco Master is officially more of a game according to okay. PSN trophies. Oh.
2: I'm not less excited about playing the game at all because I think it looks awesome. But yeah, it's just, it's just a disappointing factor. Sure. Yeah. Although not, you know, albeit not an important factor. Anyway, that's it for the trophies.
0: All right. I like that segment. I like talking about trophies with you. Dan. Hmm. I'm going to give you the choice. Okay. We can talk about solitary confinement.
1: Okay. Amy Henning's star Wars project until dawn solitary confinement. Like the actual like concept of that. right? Yeah. Right. yeah let's do that. Okay. BGST Claire writes in and says, Hey guys,
0: love everything you're doing with kind of funny. I have a hypothetical for you. You wake up one day to find yourself in solitary confinement, and you are told by a message on a screen in front of you that you will not be allowed out for another five years. No contact with the outside world. You are allowed to have two games from any generation on any platform to fill the time. You don't have a net connection, although assume your overseer updates the games to fix game-breaking bugs. What two games do you choose and why? P.S. Thank
1: you very much. So no net connection. So anything you, you, online.
0: The cheat. Yeah, I was my cheat would have been oh, I'll play an MMO. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, no, 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 you can't do that,
1: man. The game I've played the most, I think, was Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. But mm. I don't know. I've already put so many hundreds of hours into that. I don't know if that would have. Legs. See,
0: that's the problem. I feel like no matter what game I put out two games for five years. You know what I mean? No matter what it is,
1: you're gonna sit there and eventually be like, ugh. I mean, I guess you could do something big like an Oblivion or Skyrim, where it's huge on its own, but there's also different classes and different ways you can play it. So sure. you could kind of mix it up for yourself. Yeah. Um Yeah, I thought about that too. You know, but even then it's like is it enough to change? I mean, what game I mean? is enough for five years, you know?
0: I mean, like it, it's it seems I mean it's another cop-out, but I mean, I would think mario maker little big Actually, planet something you can get in there even though you're but, like sharing or playing other people's. yeah you know, you know should, what i mean but like you, you can make, make your own. fucking awesome levels yeah exactly five right? years yeah, oh yeah, man yeah, yeah. i sign up for Pol- it. yeah i would be like <laughs> tell the overseer that i don't need to play other people's levels but upload mine <laughs> I, yeah. already, I already beat patrick klepik i don't need to
2: yeah, yeah. by the way
0: bravo Good thank job. you thank you oh, oh. Next, civilization
2: knock, next <laughs> civilization five would be one choice mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that game can be played for years and it would I don't know if it would always be fun, but it's definitely definitely. There's a million different ways to win, different million difficulties, different million sizes. I mean, that's the thing and with like city states to play as and those kind of games. Yeah, Sim um, City would be one. Like, yeah, and no, I was yeah. thinking about like Sim City or City Skyline or something like some something like that lets you build and create and it's like kind of got million different permutations and is procedural basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you know, I, I want to say like you know, Link to the Past, but you know, I beat that game probably forty times now. Exactly. You know, I don't, exactly. I know it up and down. And it's not going to be that fun. I play it once a year, then I'm done with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the problem with the question. It's a good question. Yeah, just don't you know. Wit with the no net thing really kind of cuts yeah. it down. Yeah.
2: So, Yeah, so I would say Civ and probably like City Skylines or something like that or something similar to that. Maybe mm-hmm. even like Civilization Beyond Earth or whatever the fuck it's called. Like just games, like those games can really be like go for on forever good choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So nothing on the console.
0: Yeah. What a surprise.
2: <sighs> or a management game. Sports management game. I play that NHL manager, sometimes a hockey manager on, on Steam. Sure. That you can play that for years and years if you really But would want you it. enjoy it? You I don't know. know. I mean, it's just that, a, I think it,
0: no matter what, I think you're gonna hate it, I guess. There's no game I think you're gonna you're gonna get I'd to. I hate anything of, and anyone that I was with well, for five
2: years. Yeah, that's true. Like continuously. Like how <laughs> long we lived together? Longer than that. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Fuck, um I EJ Sponge61 wrote in to kind slash PSQ, just like you, Kenneth says, Hey guys. Considering February is Black History Month, and I'm black myself, I was recent, recently thinking about black characters in video games. I was wondering, what are your favorite people of color in the medium? Then he lists a whole bunch. They're his picks or whatever. I don't want to jump down that hole because I don't want to get in your head with them. Sure. So I wanted to know where we come at it for Because when he read the question for me, my first thing was Lee Everett.
2: Lee Everett, yeah. Walking Dead.
0: You know what I mean? Dave Fennoy, of course, a friend, but I, I didn't even know him at the time. I connected with Lee. I loved Lee. It's like I always talk about that in... Finishing season one and you're you know on the verge of tears or crying at the end of it or whatever, I was like man I love Clementine so much and then season two having that conversation at the table no spoilers don't worry to Luke well I guess kind of having that conversation with Luke about Lee is when I I started crying and I was like oh fuck like I didn't even realize that I loved Lee you know the Lee I built the yeah. Lee I made the choices I made like I loved that character you know what I mean that stand up guy who would do anything for this kid when I thought I loved the kid who really only said. And like all the, you know what I mean? I was like, "Holy shit, that's mm-hmm. fucking weird."
2: Um, I remember the like Barrett was really one of the very first um, black characters that I remember in a game. It's obviously Final Fantasy VII, and some people have a problem with that character, um, but I liked that character because it it, it Japanese role playing games always felt very homogenous, even definitely at that time, and even before that time, of course. And even within the realm of different races, like if you play um, uh, something class based like Final Fantasy five, well, like your characters are the same. And you're just putting on different outfits, or whatever Or you play something like uh, um or dreams or something like there's there. It's like one character and a bunch of monsters and there's a lot of diversity, but you're not thinking about it in terms of racial diversity. You're thinking about it in terms of other things. Um, it was interesting to see. um a Japanese developed game have um, characters that are clearly developed or clearly designed in a Japanese aesthetic and then some develop design in a Western aesthetic. So I feel like cloud and Aerith are more uh, Japanese. I feel like Tifa and Barrett and even um, someone like, uh, I don't know, I guess it really would end there are very like more Western. Yeah. Um, And um, so that was the character that came to my mind first
1: for sure. Okay. Yeah. I Carl Malone and NBA Jam Turnaround yeah. edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm The sp- Mailman, he's gonna deliver. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spacing on the names and I don't know why. I just played Last of Us not too long ago, but uh were they brothers or father and son? Oh yeah
0: Oh uh, fuck
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah what are the Michael? I forget their names. No God, I wanna, what are their names? I, say, I really like those characters a lot. I wanna say yeah, one of them was Michael. The kid, maybe? I think so. Henry. Yeah. Was it Henry and Michael?
2: Henry. Henry was a character who appeared in the Last of Us. He was a survivor from Hartford and his older brother, uh, and the older brother of Sam. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. I thought they were really
0: well written characters. No, they were. That whole interstitial with them, like that's yeah, a great segment of that game. That game does such a great job of introducing characters and like take. You know, that's a tough one. On. The way yeah. that
2: arc ends.
4: Yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I would also say, although it's it's it, even the name recommends that it wasn't. It was it was a spoof, but um, maybe even an earlier black character was that I played. I was Balrog. In Street Fighter, but his—that's not his. He was M M M Bison Bison. is Balrog's name in Japan. Um, So it's uh, you know not necessarily these um, great characters. A a lot. Another guy is um, the guy from uh, Starhawk.
0: Okay, that's one of his. Let's let's take it back over to EJ.
2: I like Sponge sixty one says.
0: In all I time. love Lee Everett, The Walking Dead, both because he's morally good, but also relatably flawed. I'm also fond of Emmett Graves and Starhawk, since we share the first name. Graves- and I'm looking forward to Nadine in Uncharted 4. And then he puts in parentheses, I love Laura Bailey. And he goes, P.S. I love you, too. To us. Not just Laura. He's a good kid. Yeah. Don't be mean to him. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be mean. No, don't him. you be mean to him. Oh, I won't. Okay, thank you very much.
2: Wolf. Oh, you got something to say? I was just going to say, like, the, the fact that I, I, I could only name, like, half a dozen yep. black protagonists. That, and
0: they started popping up in his list, too. That's interesting. <laughs> Maybe there should be more black yeah, protagonists. I, I
2: think, you know, I don't believe in diversity for diversity's sake by sure. any stretch of imagination. I don't. I think you have to make your game. I think you have to make your characters. I think you have to make your story or whatever it is. But it does say something. Right. Especially because so many, you know, black people play video games. And, they, and it, it is kind of a shame that there's not... No, you know, I mean I remember
0: smart. you remember that was a big deal with Starhawk when they put that out there that it was Emmett Graves yeah. and it's this black and we were all like oh that's int- that's oh that's cool but it is you don't want to say it's cool for to be cool for its cool sake but it was like mm-hmm. this thing of like yeah we don't see that enough you know what i mean yeah, but again i also don't want to go to creators and developers and bash them over the head with like no, there needs not. to be this i want more i want more i guess creators of all colors to feel that they this story speaks to the fact of like the protagonist would be black and this is great i mean lee everett has another great reference where i never really felt like playing when it was ha- happening and i was playing it i never felt like oh how cool that i'm playing a black guy or that i'm falling in love with this black guy and i think he's amazing you know what i mean like that oh you know what's another good one i'm gonna space on the name too um uh mass effect 2 jacob
2: oh jacob, oh, yeah. jacob i loved and yeah, i love yeah. jacob's arc of and, going uh, here by his dad. and anderson in oh yeah, as but well. I didn't like him. No, I know, but there, there. So there, I mean, there are characters. The point sure. is, is that, but the list that was is really so much shorter. Candidly, mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, when you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, like, and I thought of like three names in my head. Yeah, but then I'm like, how many? Maybe I played like a thousand games in my life. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so that that was a candidly. That's a that's a moment I had mentally where I was just like, oh, huh, yeah, yeah there's something to be said about that. No doubt.
0: A wolf underscore ad forty seven. Actually, it's just wolf underscore ad. I don't know. I'm tossing a's everywhere. Eight and record, Yeah, sure. Like Fonzie.
1: All right, yeah. I'll
0: take it. Hey, guys. Last week my wife and I played through Until Dawn. My wife is not a gamer, but for the whole playthrough, we both took turns controlling characters and making decisions. She loved the game and even had her very own favorite character. Since then, we've had conversations about the plot and even plan on doing another playthrough together. My wife asked me if there are other games like it, so I told her about Heavy Rain and how it's supposed to be re- released again on PlayStation 4 sometime this year. My question for you guys. Do you think... But there will be more interactive drama games in the future. And also, will this make video games more mainstream considering even more people, even people who don't play the don't game, can enjoy this type of game? What's
1: David Cage up to?
0: What a Detroit. It's coming. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we yeah, know. We forgot.
1: know it's yeah,
4: coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you're going to see more. Yeah, I think you're totally going to see that. I think that I think that, you know, Telltale has now made uh empire on games that are
1: interactive storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That aren't. I think that's an example of. I, I don't like Telltale's games. Yeah, neither does call. Yeah, I, I don't like I heard you, you know. I, tell I like, like Telltale. Tons lot, of yeah. people love Walking Dead and everything. I fucking hated that sure, game. Sure, sure. Um, but you
0: can understand that it speaks to the fact that, oh, like, you yeah, have to play with your wife like or whatever. Yeah, somebody who doesn't play games.
1: Yeah, and I think done well, I think it can be pretty cool. Like, yeah. uh, Heavy
0: Rain. I, yeah, I Heavy Rain's a lot. awesome for yeah, sure. Heavy Rain's yeah. great. Yeah. Ellie Noir has its moments, but overall, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah,
1: I th- thought it had a lot of promise that yeah, it didn't exactly, quite deliver on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, you figure right now there's, uh, what we were just talking about that, uh, Detroit, who's well, leaving me. Quantum Break is this interesting merging. I think it's going to, it's going to be mm. gameplay. I'm playing a yeah, game, like but a then it's procedure. got the movies and it's got actors in it where I feel like right. that might not be one to have your significant other who doesn't play games play, but it would be to have them watch you play and that be an mm. experience. You know what I
2: mean? Yeah. Quantum Break to me is, um, is an interesting experiment because you know we were having a conversation we went out with uh, my girlfriend and her cousin last night you yeah. came to dinner with us and um we were talking about uh i'm going to speak in in her cousin's classroom in like a couple weeks about games and specifically about um unconventional games and like games that don't require specific goals that we're used to in games and, and we were talking about how even in mario like the idea is to kill things and yeah. like collect things and um And just get through like that's the idea but like where's the storytelling and 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 where's the unconventional gameplay and what i would like to see because i was using examples of games like uh, ethan carter or um, rapture or these games that are very like you know the walking simulator and that's one way of playing a game that tells a story or three-fourths home which is a game i really like a lot that's a a game about a a mother's relationship with her family basically and or a a daughter's Daughters. relationship with her family rather and it's it's it, it really fucking sad that game really like struck me in a weird way but, like, the brilliance is not one type of game or the other. So it's not like Call of Duty and it's about shooting things. And it's not about, like, the Gone Home, which I love. But it's not brilliant because necessarily because it just tells a story. The brilliance is going to come when people can, like, really merge this shit together in some sort of meaningful way. Because the fact is, as is gamers, we do like shooting shit. And we do like slashing shit and jumping on shit and, like, all that. And mm-hmm. that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But how can you do that in a meaningful way? And the example we used was The Last of Us where... Um, the game tells a resident story and a really sad story and a really poignant story. And when you kill things, you feel it. It may, the game makes you feel like you might not want to do this and like figure out ways to get around these guys without killing them at all, which you can. Yeah. So like when you kill someone, the game almost tells you like, Oh, are you sure you want to do that? Cause this guy's gurgling. Mm saw the last lesson.
0: Like, yeah, remember that first time you, you, we, it, it, and I don't think it was even ruined and, you know, uh, uh, reveals or whatever, but like the first time you saw, I guess Bruce grab somebody to do it and the way he claws at this and they mm-hmm. come in tight and you see his eyes bulging out. You're like, fucking yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: So, like, I, I what I want to see is like what all of these games can learn from each other in terms, and I know that's very contrived, but in terms of like Call of Duty is a masterclass in shooting and there's nothing wrong with that, but its stories are dumb. And like, that's not why I play the games and it's like an action movie and that's fine. But like, what could you do if you took call of duty and had the emotional resonance of gone home or the emotional resonance of three fourths home? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a fucking game that some people might be thinking is boring, like gone home, which a lot of people do think is a boring game. I don't agree. Yeah, but it's going to take brilliant minds much smarter than ours to figure out like how we can put these things together. And them being developed separately from each other is good because these guys can worry about the shooting mechanics and these guys can worry about storytelling and all that kind of stuff and physics and mechanics and all that kind of stuff. And then someone's going to be like, have a light switch moment and put this all together. And we don't have games like that yet. And maybe that's what we were talking about in terms of the previous question about like, maybe that's the future. The power. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thank you for coming by, Dan.
4: Yeah, I like, fun. I like you. We yeah, should like hang coming out Come over more. here. It's I know. Uh, I talked here. I know. Yeah. That's how close we are. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably hang out yeah. more.
0: <laughs> uh, time for the segment. P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. Of course, this is where you go to kindoffunny.com slash forums. Go to the P.S. I love you XOXO board and find the place where you can post your PSN name to get friend requests, messages, little lovelies. This one comes from Moatsauce. M-O-A-T-S-A-U-C-E. Hey, Colin and Greg. My history with gaming mimics parts of both Greg and Colin's history. The fact that growing up I was the gamer in my group of friends, coupled with my love of RPGs, means that I've played games mostly by myself. Recently, I'm delving more into the world of online games, and much like you guys, I'm very excited for The Division. And then he puts in parentheses. Also not watching any vids. And also hoping the single for a single player experience is real. Uh, And I would love some kind of funny best friends to play the division with. My PSN name is Moatsauce. M-O-A-T-S-A-U-C-E. Appreciate the time. You guys are an inspiration. PS, I guess I kind of like you XOXO. So there you go, everybody. Go friend Moatsauce. Become friends. Play the division. Colin, yes. what's this week's forgotten PlayStation game? Well, I was
2: digging through my trophies and something came up that made a lot of sense considering I've been talking so much about Wolfenstein lately is that if you turn on your PS3, you can go download Wolfenstein 3D, Mm -hmm. which is the first first first-person shooter ever. And and I think a game that people should go play. We often talk about... We've talked about in the past, is it important to go back if You have a child, for instance, do you start the child like with the NES or even in 2600? You just let them jump in and play these new things. And to me, I'm like, well, I can see both sides of the argument, right? Um, my brother, for instance, who's a, a huge retro gamer, is playing with his five-year-old son F- Famicom games. And this is like what this kid's going to know. Like this kid doesn't know anything about Call of Duty. He plays Macross and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and there's, there's something to be said about that. And with Wolfenstein, I do think that it's one one exception no matter how you feel is that that is a game you should play because its DNA is in everything. Um, similar to Mario, I don't think you can mm-hmm. really be a gamer and not have played Mario any more than I think you can really be a gamer not have played Wolfenstein. I think there's just certain games. Some people feel, feel that way about Myst even or something. some people feel that way about like certain games where it's just like, this is important. This isn't a game that was just good. It's important. And so I think Wolfenstein, um, which you can download and you can play on PC, you can play it on Xbox 360, on PS3, um, and a lot of other people. You can play it on Super Nintendo, I think, if you wanted to. You know, there's mm-hmm. like all sorts of ports. Um it's interesting to see the very beginning of the genome of the first person shooter mm-hmm. by playing that game. And I was just reminded of it with the nightmare sequences, which we talked about extensively in Wolfenstein, which uh, the new Wolfenstein games, which I think are fucking brilliant mm-hmm. um, because you're going back and playing those games again. And it's so funny how far we've come Yeah. Um, uh. with textures. I mean, these games don't even have a ceiling or a floor, you know, um, the, and there's like three types of enemies in the game, like a dog, a soldier, and a guy with a machine gun. Like, like it's, it's Mecca Hitler. Yeah. Mecha Hitler at the yeah. end, of course. So like, Check it out. Cool. See what you think. It's definitely, you'll definitely see where the shooter comes from. And that is where the shooter comes from. And you'll definitely be able to appreciate it, I think.
1: How weird does it feel in uh, the new Wolfenstein to go back and play? Because, like, when I could move around, I could see my gun and everything. You know, I've played Wolfenstein 3D a billion times back in the day. And being able to, like, look up and down, it mm-hmm. felt so fucking weird with the modern controls. Yeah. Like, dual stick. Yeah. It was cool. I love that part. Yeah, me too.
0: Mike has the worst. PSN name of the week. Remember, if you have a bad PSN name, you can head over to kindoffunny.com slash forums. Go to the PS, I love you, XOXO board. Post your name there and beg Shuhei Yoshida to allow you to change your name. Mike writes in and says, hey guys, my submission for this week's worst name is my old original PSN name, Bipolar Bear 1214. It doesn't seem as God awful as most of the creations on the forums, but putting a certain emphasis on the name makes a huge difference. I thought the name was clever back in the day since I was a big white dude with a short fuse, hence the birth of bipolar bear. But all of my friends and people I encountered online read it as bipolar bear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i was just i was just as pure as the pure one on my freshman year and didn't get it until a classmate explained it before i continue i love everyone equally and there is nothing wrong with being straight gay bi try trans and everything in between bears are just not my thing as flattering as they were i cannot tell you how many awkward messages i'd get every time i turn on my console not to mention all of the weird looks i'd get in the halls in my school which i don't understand that one but i guess it's just because people knew you, you went to a school with all gamers Whatever I couldn't handle the embarrassment anymore once I figured out there was no way to change our names and wanted some more of and I wanted to be more active in the beyond community I deleted my account right after the great PSN outage losing f- a few digital games and trophies to create Tidro 1214
4: stop making terrible names. <laughs>
0: Tidro 1214. Uh, I've happily had the name since, and I'm just relieved there's one less imposter out there for the, so that the real bi, so the by bears can make contact with their little cubs. Please, Shu, don't let people like me lie, tease, cock block unintentionally. Let us change our names. It's all on, it's all on you now, Shoe, Hayashi. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO. It is kindofunny.com's of PlayStation podcast. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, and it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can get it on youtube.com slash kindofunnygames. Of MP3 services around the globe. And remember, next week, February 9th, T shirt Tuesday is none other than. Baker's Dozen t-shirt over at kindofunnycom of slash store. Dan Riker. Yes. It's been a pleasure having you. I love being here. I Thanks hope you for had inviting fun. me. No, please. We, we love you. Come back Anytime. Don't leave. Kevin, lock the door. I, I have to. I have to go home. No, you Actually, ha- Kevin, have Kevin, lock them. Uh, okay. Well. No. DanRiker.com, well, of course. Yeah. Air Force Gator.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. GiantBomb.com. Yep. A yes. great site we love quite a bit. GiantBombCast, the podcast. Yep. Uh, yeah. And on DanRiker.com is the sign books and everything. If you don't want to spend extra money to get it signed, just go to Amazon and buy it for, you know, $10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. February 26th, the Westlake Royale. I'm taking down Billy Gunn. Westlake like in Daly City yeah yeah no like you remember when I was me yeah.
0: and Sean Norton would go to those APW yeah. shows we Dan went with us once and then I forgot <laughs> I had like the next seven I had like uh, engagements I couldn't go to and suddenly I, Dan's a manager now and comes out and wears
1: Google glass and yells at everybody pro wrestling dot com slash dirty Dan Reichard how
0: in, how insane is that as a <laughs> lifelong pro wrestling fan
1: it's, it's- Honestly, just this weird dream thing. And it, yeah. It's great that it's, this, it's just this side thing that I get sure. to do or whatever. It's just, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But it's been happening. Yeah. It's been great. But I always wanted to, like, walk out to theme music and be a dick. I always wanted to be a heel. Yeah. And uh, the fact that, like, every once in a while now, I get to come out to music and yell at people. And, you know, I, I, I want to take a Famouser.
0: <laughs> I want to take a famous yeah here, you'll tell but, Billy he'll, uh, he'll let you do it I'm sure yeah
1: so I'm reaching out to uh, Joey Ryan independent star Yeah, Joey Ryan's uh, great. to join me and my tag team the classic connection to take down the Reno scum uh, who have uh, brought in badass Billy Gunn Mr. Ass himself yeah? on February 26th and uh, I'm hoping I can help help them take him down
0: remember when you were living in the middle of the country and you're like oh man it'd be cool to write about video games yeah and here you are
1: <laughs> I <laughs> to- wish WWE would come to town every once in a while yeah but
0: no <laughs> yeah so now this is
1: it's going pretty good well congratulations thank you it's been fun
0: ladies and gentlemen every episode of PSI love you xoxo ends in a song submitted by you the community in a segment we call singing a shoe hey remember go over to kind of slash psm the m stands for music oh okay. submit your song is both an mp3 and a youtube link so i can put the mp3 at the end of our mp3 or annotate out to your youtube video on our youtube video this one comes from dominic hey colin and greg my name's dominic and i'm a drummer of the sf based Orchestrally, orchestrally orchestrally bent indie rock band foxtails brigade that was a long sentence relax with but, the I, genres. Got but from, I got this but i got from
2: one musician to another relax with the genre
0: we just announced our new self-titled <laughs> album which is coming out april 8th with the announcement we also released a new single the song is called we are not ourselves and i'm currently working on directing a music video for it which should be out in march The song is available as a free download through SoundCloud, and the new album can be pre-ordered on CD or vinyl at foxtailsbrigade.com. Hope you dig it. Thanks for all the hours of entertainment over the years. Dominic, I did dig it. That's why I picked it to be on this show. What are you you getting, making Kevin Coelho over there? Crinklebag McGee? Kevin Crinklebag. It's not if if the mics can hear it. It's if the other human beings making a product in your... We're never doing this alive again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fox Tales Brigade with We Are Not Ourselves.
3: Sleeplessly, I would think of stories with no beginning or end, countless pointless observations. I'm ratio of sheep to. Th- From people.